to your coffee. Me. This is very good coffee. Absolutely. Yeah, this is a, a Brazilian Cuban mix. I usually make espresso with this, but I just threw this in the coffee maker and it came out just as good. Oh, yes, it came out great. Thank you for coming. No, so so you were you close by. Me. Yeah, um, right now I'm working close by, so it's definitely, it wasn't too far out of my way. And plus, like I said, I haven't been over to this area yet, so I always like exploring new places, especially since living out here. So Brand new to California. Brand new. A couple months, actually. A few months now, I think. Um yeah, I, I just hit the three-month mark not that long ago. So everybody's leaving L.A. to go to Texas. You're leaving Texas <laughs> yeah. to come. What part of Texas? So I was just north of Austin, Texas. Okay. So um, I was actually only there for about three years, on and off. So I was, I'm born and raised in Pennsylvania. Um, I was there for the first 23 years of my life. And then um, I ended up moving to Texas um, for about a year. I moved back to Pennsylvania for about six months. And then uh, I couldn't do the cold anymore. I was like, nope, yeah. the winter hit. I was like, I can't. I, I experienced a whole year in like non-winter weather. So I was like, I cannot do this. And then I went back to Texas for a little bit. Um, I unintentionally moved to Texas, actually. So Unintentionally. <laughs> unintentionally, Makes yeah. Sense. Right? <laughs> so um, I went back down. I was just sick of Pennsylvania. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to Texas for a few weeks. There was a shop down there that I still like could work out of and stuff. I was like, I'm going to go down there do um, a shop when you mean shop like because just a bike shop just like a they they built um baggers down there so i was like i'm just gonna do some paint work for them he wanted his personal bike painted so i was like all right i'll come down for a few weeks and then while i was down there i just i just never left like i ended up just staying longer and longer then my all my stuff came shipped to me and i was like i'm just here then my shit came (laughs) shipped here by itself (laughs) it was weird yeah it just it (laughs) It wasn't premeditated it just you know well that part wasn't but i I, so well i ended up i was longer i was there longer than expected and i didn't have um any bike with me i just i drove down and so I just put like a feeler out there. I was like, anybody, like any of my friends in Pennsylvania feel like bringing my bike down to me or at least like, cause I had three, I was like one of them, like I yeah. need something. And so then it just happened. One of my friends was driving to California and he was like, I'll bring it out. He's like, I'll bring out whatever you need. I was like, well, while you're at it, <laughs> I was like, I have some other it's stuff. Rough, there. Right? Like, Got a yeah. washer, dryer. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, then yeah, I just ended up staying in Texas. And then for the last year, actually it was, a year ago yesterday that I like fell in love with California. It came up on my Facebook memories. So I came out here for an airbrush event um, in Anaheim. It was called the the Coast Airbrush Rendezvous. They do it once a year and it's uh, just like a class event. And so I came out for that and um, then I ended up just making plans to go up to Northern California. And at this time I was, um, I had a different Instagram page and it was a very large following. I had like 27,000 followers. So what I would do is I would just post wherever I wanted to go. I'm like, Hey, I want to like, I want to go up to NorCal and somebody would be like, well, I want some pinstriping done. And I'm like, all right, like I'll book you for this day. I'll be up there then. And then I would just pay for my trip as I went. And then I ended up being for like on the road for weeks at a time. And then it just happened to be that I always would end up in California all the time. And then well, I was there's always work right, year round that. And I just, I loved it so much. There's nothing like the West coast. I don't know if it's because I grew up on the East coast and like, it's just so foreign to me out here, but I just absolutely fell in love with it. So, um, I always booked work to come out here. And then the last like three or four times, um, I was taking full paint jobs. I would come and pick up bikes. I would take them back to Texas, paint them. And then I would 
bring them back to California and drop them off, pick up other bikes. And I'm like, this is dumb. Like I might as well just live in California at this point. So I was looking into it and I was actually looking into like the NorCal area and I Love just, that area too. It, it, what, what, what part of the Northern California? Um, so I was looking in the, in the Bay area, like Livermore, like that kind of area. Yeah, yeah. That's and a beautiful area. I had like, I loved it. And Moscato's, I was just, yeah. So, um, I was running into every brick wall though. I was like, this is, this should not be this hard. Like this was getting so frustrating. So then, um, uh, one of my friends, Whiskey Coco, posted on her Instagram. She was like, hey, I have a friend in San Diego that's looking for a roommate. And she's like, um, you can have a cat. Like, there's a garage, all of that. And I was like, yeah. well, that's perfect because I have a cat. And I was like, I don't have anything to lose. And so um, I messaged Laurel, who's my now roommate. And I, I was like, hey, um, I'm not serious about this because I really didn't want to come to SoCal. I was like, yeah. I, didn't, I love it. I don't know if I want to live there. I was like, I'm not serious about this. I said, so if you do have somebody that's serious, and I'm in Texas. I was like, so if you have somebody that's serious, it's local. I said, go go with them. Because I was like, I don't even, I'm just. I'm not reliable. Yeah, I'm, not I'm, I'm straight all, out right? telling you. Like, like, I don't, was like, I don't know what's happening. I wouldn't here. want me as a roommate. I'm, that's, that's, <laughs> I was, yeah, I was like. My I, cat's and evil. And that's what I even said. I was like, <laughs> I don't even know if I want a roommate. Like, I don't know if I want to live with anybody. Like, none of that. So um, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Just, I don't know about this. And so. <laughs> We ended up like heading it off really well. And then I was signing a lease within like 48 hours. And then she asked me right after we signed the lease, she's like, all right. She's like, so how are you getting to to California? I said, I don't know. I said, I just like I just decided that I was doing this like 40 minutes ago. I couldn't tell you. And then she was like, well, um, so we haven't met in person at this point. And so she was like, well, I have like flight miles that I can use to Dallas. Actually, I have to cash in by a certain time. Like I'll fly out there and I'll drive back with you. And I was like. Wow. All right, let's do it. So then can't even convince a friend to do that, let alone like a new roommate. Like what is going on? So then she flew out and we like the day we met was when I picked her up from the airport and we hit it off and we've been inseparable ever since. So it just like it all like worked out better than I could have absolutely imagined. So then. Now Does everything work like this? I, won't no, I don't know. Like, like <laughs> so. your, your, your painting career that we were talking about outside. Oh, yeah, like, so what? Your kind of, college, your like, university. Your so I um, I joke around all the time. Well, I used to joke around all the time. Now it's become kind of serious that I just wing everything. Because, like, I never, like, I don't know. I figure the way I look at it, if I plan things out, like, now I'm putting unneeded stress on myself because yeah. I'm trying to conform to this plan that I gave myself. Like, that's, and we all know that that's never how things work yeah. out. So I'm just like, you know what? Whatever happens, happens. I'll ride the wave and I'll figure it out as I go. So. But, but but the thing that you're doing that's really awesome, and, and I, I think that. I mean everything you're doing is awesome. But what what makes it even better is you're winging it, but you're still showing up. You're still oh, like, oh, there's so, an opportunity. You pick up the phone. You, you and that's get like there. I'm very thankful for. Like I said, so I, how I stumbled into just painting, and I was. Once I figured out, I was like, this is exactly what I want. Like I dedicated my entire life to it. I was like, this is, I couldn't, I realized pretty quick that there wasn't getting much better as far as, um, just like how I'm able to live my life by it. Like I, I wake up every day and I decide what I want to do that day. And that's like how I, I built this whole thing is to be able to live my life like that. And I've never ever taken that for granted like that is one thing that I'm so thankful for every day that like somehow that has all happened that I could live my life that way so then like once I once I realize that and like I'm like I have to work to make sure that this stays like this like yeah. this is <laughs> I have to, yeah, this is this is how my life has to be so 
Yeah, that's just how it. There's 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 a few things. Uh, the random thing is um, the the picture of you and your dad is is the cutest yeah. thing in the world. Yeah, you know, seeing how <laughs> badass and what you're doing now, and then seeing how cute you are when you were younger. Yeah. <laughs> I and love I think you had pictures. a picture of you and your mom. Yeah, the comparison. Yeah, like. so well, I actually had a picture of her and people, and I thought the first time I saw that picture, I posted it on Mother's Day, and. Um, we were just going through old photos one day and I was like, this is weird. I was like, I don't remember this bathing suit. And my mom's like, cause that's not you. She's like, that's me. And I was like, why? Yeah. I was like, no way. And then, um, just like seeing other pictures, I was like, this is, this is insane. And then like, they didn't have cameras back then. <laughs> right? yeah, I was me. like, this is weird. I was yeah. like, I don't even know. But, um, it's, I don't know. It's kind of cool because even now, like, it's super cool. Yeah. Like I just, it's not even kind of cool. It's right? like fucking <laughs> I don't even awesome. know. Like I never realized how cool it was growing up though. I'm like, this is weird. I don't want to look exactly like my mom or whatever. And then like the more I get older, I'm like, the more like, this is actually I really, I look, really cool. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm like, this isn't, it could be way worse. So I can't complain, but yeah. So I, I wanted to bring those up cause those were, those were cool. Uh, yeah. when you meet people, how do you introduce yourself? Um, Who, how do you introduce yourself? And then let's talk about how you got into what you do, okay. and how'd you get into bikes? I mean, I get, oh, well, so how I got into bikes, is it goes, like, it goes with my parents, so we'll start there. So I actually, um, I joke, and I say that I was on a bike before I was born, because my mom was eight months pregnant with me, and my dad brought home his Harley that he still has to this day. And really? it's a 93 soft tail. Does and he ever tell like, you, like, you don't know anything. I've had bikes <laughs> older than you. Right? Yeah. Actually, no, so he he's always been, like, he jokes that I'm the son he never had. He has three girls and he like, he's wow. so mad about it because he wanted a son. So hard. And yeah. So, <laughs> but I like, I was the one that always grew up into like, like into the cars, into the monster trucks, like into all of that. Like, so he always jokes that I was the son he never had. And he's, he's never been like, he's so like, I don't even know how to describe my dad. Like I, he is the best person in my life, but he's so quiet. Like he's this like, like hardcore Italian dude like he doesn't say much like so he doesn't like he never really like pushed me to do anything he's always just like very supportive of whatever I do but not in like a vocal way he's just like oh cool like that's what you want to do awesome like all right Thumbs <laughs> like, up. yeah like that's literally pretty much it so then um yeah he he bought this bike and it's this uh it's this like it's this factory color but it's so rare I only saw one other bike and just recently um I only like a, another bike this color and so he still has it to this day and there's pictures growing up and like I remember like sitting on the tank I was too little to even ride on the back and he would just put me on the tank and he would take me anywhere just like around the blocks you know it's like yeah 90s nobody cares then so laws right <laughs> yeah so then um no Karen there's even a picture of uh I, I was actually gonna post it for Father's Day there's a picture of me um uh, my dad and my sister and we're all three on it and he's just riding around with us and he has like the long biker hair and everything so I've always been on bikes, like just growing up that way. And then I actually, I've, it was always like a goal of mine to ride, but I was so scared of it. Like yeah. I was, I was freaking out because like, I've never operated one myself, you know? And then, um, when I was married, actually I was married before and he, I, he rode and stuff. And he was like, uh, I told him, I was like, I really want to ride. And he was like, all right, well I'll teach you. And I was like, okay, cool. So we got, I got a dirt bike and I actually, I cried. I cried the first time I was on a dirt bike and I cried the first time I was on an actual bike too, like a street bike. And, um, I picked it up really quick and then I rode our dirt bike a lot, like just around the yard and stuff. And then <laughs> he came to me one day before it was like three days before Daytona bike week. And this is when we were in Pennsylvania. And he said, he was like, if you go and get your permit today, he said, 
we'll buy a bike and we'll go down a bike week. And I said, all right, what? let's go. I was like, that's bike week let's and go. a bike. Yeah. I was Fuck. like, come on. So then, um, I went and got my permit and then I went and bought my first bike. So I, well, I actually, I had a bike before this. It was, um, it's my pink bike that I post a lot. It was in my living room for a while. It doesn't run. It's a little Yamaha 250. It's like, it's my pride and joy. And it's my pride and joy because, um, my grandmother gave all her grandchildren some money at one point. Not a lot, but we just each a little bit. And she said, you have to spend this on something that you want. It can't be anything that you need. It can't be debt. It can't be bills. And it has to be something that you're going to remember us by. And I was like, all right. I said, I'm going to buy my first bike well, through and through. Yeah. So I bought this little. That's what she just defined. Right. <laughs> exactly. So can't have four wheels. <laughs> right. <laughs> Needs to have a tank. Yep. So then I was like, okay. <laughs> um, and I found this little bobber and I fell in love with it. And so I went and bought it and I brought it home. And it's this like makeshift hardtail. So, like whoever did this did not know what they were doing. Like it's not, it does not run right. Like it's all chopped up and not put together right. And I looked at it and like, I was like, this is not the first bike for anybody to ride on or to learn on or any of that. And I was like, this thing doesn't even run. So then uh, that's when like the whole like bike permit thing happened. I didn't even have my bike permit yet. And then, so I bought a Yamaha R3, like a little street bike. And we went down to Daytona and I just like rode around. And then I rode that for a long, well, not really a long time, a couple months. And then one day I was just messing around with my Virago and I'm like, if it starts today, I'm going to ride it. And it started. And I'm like, all right, let's go. So then I rode that for a while. And then um, I eventually just got my Harley. And then ever since I've just been on that, which that I didn't even realize. I got it in a trade for some work and I didn't even realize um that I jumped straight from a 250 to a 1200. Yeah. So that was pretty fun, but I just, yeah, I was like, okay, here we are. I want it. So let's go. What, what, I mean, that, that sounds like the coolest trade that you've had, yeah. but oh, like, 100%. I'm sure you've had a lot more trades, huh? 100. So I, I trade a lot. Like, um, I'm all about trading work. I do love trading work because, uh, I trade for all my tattoos. And then I also, um, that, that situation, I had a friend come to me and he was like, look, he's like, I don't have a whole lot of money right now. He's like, but I got this Harley. And I was like, say less, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm ready for it. So, um, I got it and it was completely different. Like the dude who had it before me, he's this like six foot tall dude. Like he definitely set up for him, not for me. Like I was so, yeah, stretched, I was like stretched out. It was all like the front end was, it was just, <laughs> it was wild. And so I had that for a while and I just ended up, learning how to ride it. Cause I was like, this is cool, a cool bike. So like I want it. And then, um, it was like that for a long time until about like seven or eight months ago is when I finally started changing it up. So you started trading for money. Yeah. <laughs> right. like, Wait, I have an idea. I have an idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. So do, then. do you know the story of the, the red paper clip? No. So in 2005, like when the internet was kind of starting, this yeah. guy started off with a red paper clip. And he says, my goal is to get a house. And he went and traded this paperclip like for a marble. And then he traded the marble. And he posted online oh, and he kept right. trading up into like a fucking globe yep. and then to a car. And then he got he got up to a Porsche. Yep. And then he ended up trading it for a fucking house that was like $200,000. And now in Canada, they have like a statue of a red paperclip. Like, no you know, way. These trade deals. I love that though. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's kind of cool. It's very cool, you know, because it, 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 it's something that everybody can do. But like, yeah, people 100%. are like, oh, no, I'm not going to do that shit. I'm too oh, cool. Man. Like, whatever. That I always get, I always go off on a rabbit hole and stuff like that because, like, it's the whole thing that we all have the same 24 hours in a day. It's just yeah. all dependent on what you, you do with it. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, what, what was that? Uh, what's his name? Uh, I put my pants on the same way. Oh, every yeah. Yeah, one foot at a time, <laughs> yep. except the only difference is when I put on my pants, I make gold records. Yep, that <laughs> yeah, that real? Yeah, I do Fuck remember it. that one. Yeah, more cowbell. Yep. I got a fever. More cowbell. Yeah. <laughs> more cowbell. so awesome. But yeah, so then that's how I kind of got into bikes. I've always, just, I've kind of always been into them. And then once I did start riding, I revolved my life around it because I yep. didn't realize like... I like my ex-husband always said that he was like, man, he's like, I do love riding with you. He said, but you're not going to understand until you ride alone. Like you're not going to get it. And then I rode alone and I was like, I've, I will never ride it like on the back of anybody's bike ever again. Like this is, yeah. this is beautiful. So then, um, I, so then how, I was in how, how is that transition? Because I always, I always talk about it and I can only yeah. assume where I'm like, that's so fucking crazy. Like I, I lose my mind when when I see a dude all fucking suited up, and then there's a girl with like little shorts and yeah, right. fucking like what? And she's like wearing a bikini, and I'm like, it's dude. wild the difference. Like it's um. But but what is that feeling? Is like like why do why do girls like it? Because the girls love it. You yeah, one hundred percent. But there's no control. Is that what they like? The no so, control. Let me turn on the AC. I'm listening. You're fine. So I don't, I don't know honestly. The only like way that I can describe it is like. I can't even remember like what it was like to be on the back of a bike half the time. Now I will say, um, the last relationship that I was in, I rode on the back for a little bit. And what I did like about that is once I started riding and then he was a way more experienced rider than I was. So I rode myself for like four or five years at this point. But then when I got on the back with him, he could take turns and he could do stuff that I couldn't do on a bike. But then I learned that like being on the back with him, I could see exactly what he did, how he shifted his weight, how he did all of that. And then I could go and take it to my own bike and I was a way better rider. You can apply. So it, that's yeah. what I was, I was really stoked about. Um, but as far as like the transition before I could ride myself, like, I, I don't know, being on a bike, it was cool and it was fun and stuff. And it was like, even now it's cool to still like kind of be on, like still have that feeling of being on a bike, but still like be able to like see all the scenery and stuff. Cause sometimes you can't do both and you like got to pay true. attention to actually that's what true. the hell you're doing. So like, that's always fun. But at the same time, um, I, I, I guess the question would be more, um, uh, it, it's fun. I, I get yeah. it. It's fun. It's adventurous and you get to see everything. But like once you compared it, it like what you were just saying, yeah. you started riding your own bike. You're like, fuck that. I'm not yeah. getting the back. What, what, what snapped in your head where you're like, fuck that. Like, was it the trust? Was it like, what, I mean, what is it? I don't honestly. Did you like the control more? That I feel like it was the confidence that it gave me because I was always on the back because I felt like I, I was always afraid of operating mm. it myself because i'm like these bikes are so he that's the first part these bikes are so heavy i'm a 93 pound girl on a good day so yeah. like um, yeah literally Wet. so i'm like <laughs> this is like a lot it's just in intimidating and then once i started getting on my own bike it sounds like kind of i don't know if like cliche is the right word it sounds kind of like corny but um once i realized that i could overcome that fear and i could operate this machine like i can pretty much do anything yeah, like if i up, yeah. like 100 especially once i started riding across country i'm like i can do like there's a lot that i don't give myself credit for that i can do and like this is definitely one of them so that's another reason why i just wing it and i just say yes to a lot of things because if i think about it too much i'm gonna be like you can't do this like that's way too much you, especially you, you like brain fuck yourself yeah 100 like especially that trip i took across country like if i sat there and thought about it i'd be like there's like, I look back at it, and I'm like, I was dumb as shit for doing that. Like, there's no way I should have went on that trip. But then, like... But it's, it's back to... It's one it's of the back best trips of my life. showing up. Yep. It's back to just, you know, not overthinking it and just doing it. Yep. I but figured out everything as I went. Like, anything that went wrong, like, I 
just took it as it came. So I don't think about like when I leave, I don't like think about like, Oh, like what if my like tire goes flat? I'll worry about that when it actually goes flat. (laughs) Like then we'll figure it out from there, but I can't do anything about it until it happens. So where, where, yeah, you can (laughs) see if that happens. You know, um, where did that come from? Was that dad, mom? Uh, is that something, an instinct? Did you see it? You know, it's so weird to me because I want to say it's my, like, I want to say it's my parents. It's a little bit of both. But at the same time, <clears throat> like I said, I have two sisters, and we're all three of us are so completely different. Like, I have my, uh, I'm the youngest, and then my middle sister, Tanya, she is the complete opposite of me. She has to have everything planned, scheduled to a T, like, and we actually, we didn't get along for our entire is lives. she tomboyish or girlyish? No, she's or? very girly. She's very, like, complete night and day difference from me. Yeah. And, um... So we never got along growing up. And then like later in our adult years, we started getting along. And now it's funny because I just like mess with her. Like I I know (laughs) that like she'll panic about certain things I do. Like I'll call her and be like, Tanya, I don't know where I'm at right now in the country. And she flips out for me. And I'm just like. Yeah, because you're you're so fucking crazy that she believes. And and she just like, yeah, she's. Are the signs in English or in Spanish? (laughs) I'm like, Tanya, I just don't even know. I said, I have no idea. And she's like, how do you, how do you do this? I just don't understand. And I'm like, I I don't know, Tanya. Like it's wild. What do you mean you're on the moon? (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) She flips out. So, um, it's just, I don't know. I don't know where I got it from. I think. Um, a lot of it came from, there was a long time in my life that I tried to be in control of everything that I was like, if I control all of this and like, I'll, I'll know the outcome. Like I want to know what's going on. I want to know how things are going to turn out. All of that, that, and I just, like I said, it never, it never turns out that way anyway, ever. You can plan things to a T and there could be something that just completely throws it off track. And then what? And then like, and then you don't know what to do because you are so focused on it going this way that you think it's going the wrong way just because it didn't go the way you planned when in reality it's going a better way. So I just kind of like took a step back and I was like, you know what? I'm open to absolutely anything like because the bigger picture and like what the universe and the world has in store for me could be way bigger than what I'm picturing right now. So I'm just going to kind of just that, that's, let it that's go. What, what you're saying is so casual, but it's so fucking deep. Like it's I, really it's fucking deep shit. It's so funny that you shit. say that because like I, I feel like I'm accidentally deep and I don't try to be. And no, I don't but it's so fucking deep. Like the first thing that I'm defaulting to, there's a program in Los Angeles called Landmark. Have you ever heard of a Landmark? I think so. And, and it they, sounds familiar. Yeah, it's just like a three day course and they, they, they kind of just teach you that you know they teach really? you of like just be fucking present don't you're not your past you are mm-hmm. you now and yep. don't overthink things later you know and they, they give they give crazy examples but like you know one example was a girl that got raped and mm-hmm. she's like nobody's gonna love me i'll never have a family i'll never have kids you know i i've been blah 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 yeah you know and they're like that's not you like yeah. of course you can have you know this that that don't mm-hmm. don't start putting things in people's heads that they don't even 100 percent. you know and it's 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 a brainwash i think Uh, a lot of it just came from like i never planned like i if you would have told me even six years ago that i would be living in california i would tell you you were absolutely crazy i had an ex-boyfriend that was like i want to move to colorado and i'm like how could you ever move away from your hometown now i'm from a very small hometown like very you you said that like Like, less than yeah it was like less than two thousand people like my high school graduating class was like 250 300 people it was not that big at all we have like horse and buggies. Like it's from an Amish town. Like we have, it's a very hick town. Like, 
So if like you, you, told you, me, you buy cigarettes for your dad and yeah, stuff. Like, yeah, no it's problem. So, yeah. yeah, it's actually chew. You buy tobacco mm-hmm. chew for everybody. They don't even smoke over there. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it was, and I was just like, how could you ever move away? Like from your family, all of it. And then, um, like everything was unplanned when we decided to move to Texas. Um, it was a month before we moved with like all of it. And even when I was living in Texas, so I was your like, your family moved to Texas no. too. No, so, just, okay. So okay. when I got married, um, Mm, that's that, yep so that's when i started 13th street airbrushing it originally was 13th street airbrushing because i was like only airbrushing and kind of just painting helmets and stuff so um i started that and um i went full time with it sooner than um i could have by myself like if it was just me i could not have gone full time with it but um at the time when i was married he supported me like he had a very good job he was like you know what chase your dreams you're great like all of that so i was like cool so then I got it up and going and everything. And then a couple of years later, he came to me and he's like, I want to, because he was a damage appraiser as well. And he's like, I want to become a pilot. And I was like, okay, like you supported me in my dreams. Like, let's go support yours. Because like, you were, a, you, you did the repairs. Off, yeah. No, just because I know we yep. talked about it outside. Yeah. But. yeah. So um, he was like, well, the, the school's in Texas. And I was like, all right, let's go. So then um, like he got accepted and we up and moved to Texas. And so then we were there for a year. He graduated and then we moved back to Pennsylvania and then, um, that's actually when we separated. So then we, um, like I went back to Texas and he stayed in Pennsylvania. And then we, we stayed very good friends. Like that's one thing about me and him. We were always very, very good friends from way before we were even married or dating to now. Like we have a very good relationship, but, um, so we just kind of grew apart. We went different ways. And so then he, um, yeah, so he stayed in Pennsylvania and I came to Texas. And then even when I was in Texas, I like I would visit California and the first time I came to California to that airbrush event um Dave Monig the owner of it was like you're gonna move to SoCal one day and I was like no I'm not I said I would never move here I was like what no and he was like well he said let me know he said you have a job here when if you do and I was like no like I was like that's not gonna happen and that was just a year ago and here I am so I feel like my whole mentality of just like have you hit him up have you told him (laughs) yeah oh yeah yeah the day that I moved I was like I live here now Dave (laughs) like what's up like you were right and he's like I knew it he said I knew it was just a matter of time but uh my whole mentality of just like letting things happen and and just like not like just being open to whatever is going to happen came from that because if I would have planned it I feel like I would have stayed in Pennsylvania yeah you would have planned something in Pennsylvania yep I would have stayed at my damage appraiser job I would have been cool with that I would have been because that's the thing my life wasn't bad like even when I was married it wasn't unhappy by any means like I just I knew that there was more out there for both of us just both me and him and I was like I'm happy but I'm mediocrely happy and I'm not okay with that. Like I'm, I'm here once and I'm here trying to like, cause I've also, I'm like, I'm medically depressed, all of that. So I spent too much of my life already, like just being worried and upset and all of that. I said my, the rest of my time on this earth, like however long it is, it's going to be absolutely sunshine and yep. The <laughs> most highest form of happy that I could possibly go after. And that's just what well, I've been. Well, after I, I want to say congratulations. Oh, that, that, that's super badass. And, and California, there's a lot of crazy shit happening in California right now. But the point is, is that people come here to make money. Mm-hmm. And if you can find your niche, there is business 100%. 12 months out of the year. And it's it's unlimited business. Yep. Whatever it is, if it's acting, if it's painting, if it's motorcycles, you find your niche, which you have, there, there's no breaks. There's no, 100%. oh, fuck, three months of snow, yep. like close up the shop. Or, exactly. And that's the thing about Pennsylvania. So the months of 
May through September was your only warm months. And even May and September are kind of pushing mm, it. Like yeah. so June and like June through August, you are dead. There is no helmets, there is no bikes, there is absolutely nothing because there's everyone's no out riding. Season, yeah. no <laughs> Literally that too. So then when you come out here, it's just all year round. Like like I'm expecting to slow down like I usually do and I'm not. And I'm like, this is just this is great. I'm here for it. No, like, no, you I'm got ready. the girlfriend that wants to get a helmet painted <laughs> yeah. for her boyfriend for Christmas. Yeah. Like it's, Exactly. It's, it's, so it's just I'm I'm super beautiful. thankful to be out here and like I, I love um it's just the mecca of custom paint out here. It's just it's and I didn't I didn't and really motorcycles that too. Just, I didn't really realize it until I actually moved and I'm like, wow, like this is this is the scene of scenes of just custom paint and motorcycles and, and, and low riders and everything. Like this is like I grew up with monster trucks and tractors and all of that and like here I am. Tractors. I'm like <laughs> Yeah, I'm like this is what, yeah, I'm like this is what I've been missing. <laughs> Snow piles. Literally just like crazy stuff. And this is like I'm just I'm I love it out here. I could I would never trade it for the world. And the people call me crazy all the time. Like you said, they're like, everyone's moving out of California, you're coming to it. And I'm like, you got like yes. California can suck 100%, but everywhere can suck. Number one. And number two, there is no state that I've been to yet that I feel is as beautiful as California. And just like how I clicked with everything here. Like, I, I mean, like I love the people here. Like I have my, some of my most best friends here, some people who have come through for me, like Laurel that have never, like would never come through for me in any other state. Like I just, I don't know. I don't see it as like what other people well, see. Well, you, you 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 found you found you found the beautiful California part, mm -hmm. and you're not dealing with the generic Californian. You're, yeah, you're dealing with the niche of the motorcycle community. That's and very the true. The motorcycle community is more loyal and, and more friend, and you know, like, hey, my my tire pop, whatever yep. the case is, the motorcycle community will go through. Outside that, of that, that, there's a bunch of fucking you know flaky 100%. Hollywood, and it's not just Hollywood and flaky. It's just it's it. it you live in LA. What people don't understand is you're going to work in like three, four or five different cities mm -hmm. and you're spending your whole day in traffic. Yeah. You know, so by the time you're done, it's like, fuck man, I'm on, I'm on this side of town. You're on that side. I, yeah. I can't make it, dude. I'm like, it, yeah. it doesn't work. But when you have like a, a shop and a hub and mm -hmm. a niche, it, 100%. It, it starts going together. And when you get that in California, Plus the beautiful weather, yeah. and you're making money, right. and there's cool fucking trades, <laughs> yeah. and fucking the life is great. That's so then you're I like, mean. fuck, what, what are yeah. people complaining about? This is right. the greatest Every fucking thing in the world. We get, I've gotten like heated arguments about it because they're like, you're crazy, and I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, and they're like, it's so expensive, and I'm like, you don't go to Hawaii and expect to like not pay for stuff. Yeah, but like, you charge like five times more per your fucking paint. You that's know, very you, true. You, a helmet, you're gonna charge, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm making up now. This is not her price, oh, yeah. <laughs> but right. you know, you can charge like two, three hundred bucks somewhere else yeah. in California. You're paying nine hundred bucks to fifteen hundred for a helmet, yep. you know? and, that's the thing and then about you it. start getting more booked up, and then the prices go up, and people are willing to pay. Because that's one thing about California is like people have the money to spend out here. If you have the money to live out here, you have the money to spend out it's here. True. So that's just it's just I don't know. It just all worked out. So I'm super glad that I ended up out here in the weird unplanned way that I did. But <laughs> I want to. And it for we the talked world. about it outside, but let's talk about your painting career. Yeah. So so. You, you, this wasn't a plan. No, not never. This was never like, I never had, uh, like I said, like I was, so I was um, diagnosed depression from a very young age. So I never had plans necessarily. Like, and I didn't think that that was like an abnormal thing. I, I, I want to talk about that. Like, yep. was it really something that you, you felt the depression no. so or, or was had, it something that you kind of like, they were kind of saying you are depressed. So you so, must be depressed. I don't, I don't even know. So mm. I, they, I was diagnosed at 14 and, um, like 
my mom kind of like she I don't want to say she pushed she didn't push anybody like necessarily diagnose me by any means but she definitely was like there's not something right with not not something right with you (laughs) but like she's like there's just like something like you you need I don't even know how to put it right she was like I don't even know how to put it nicely but because she wasn't mean about it like by any means but I just I had a very hard time just like growing up Even just like social but interactions and stuff. Or, or no, social? like I just, um, uh, I didn't get along with a whole lot of people. I wasn't like, like I, I didn't really have plans for anything. Like I didn't see a future. Like I didn't. Um, you have goals or. Yeah, I didn't have any goals. Like I was just kind of like going through the motions of what life should be. Like I was just like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So this I is what I do. Up, yeah, like, like I, I have to. I followed break. like, yeah, like my sister was a cheerleader. So I was a che- like, I don't know. I just kind of like just followed in footsteps. And like, um, I had a lot of like just really rough times. Like, um that I definitely was just in really dark places. I wouldn't like come out of my room or anything. So she was like, okay. And like, um, we had a family friend doctor. So like, it was very like, it wasn't like a, like a corporate medical thing. Like it was a very closed, like family friend type of thing. So, um, it, I didn't really understand it at first. I was like, okay, these people are like calling me depressed. They're putting me on these like medic, like these meds. I don't know what's going on. Like whatever. Like they're, I don't feel any different. Like is what it is, you know? So then you didn't um, feel different after you took the medication. Or no, you? not at all. So then I was just, I was like, I don't understand any of this, whatever. So then, um, I don't know. It, it just, I didn't really think anything of it. It wasn't until, um, actually like right after college that I really started like looking into it that I was like so yeah. years. Yeah. Literally years that I just, so like I said, I didn't really have any plans. My mom came to me my senior year and she's like, you got to go to college or pay rent. So I was like, well, send, send me to college. <laughs> Let's go. I'm not paying rent. And she's like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. Send me to college for anything at this point. I don't care. And she's mentioned and fine art, right? Yeah. Yeah. She said, she was like, well, like, let's like, she put me in a lot of art classes, like just through high school and stuff. And I never, I, I never did well in them. I was a problem child. Like I definitely, I got suspended. Yeah, (laughs) I got, I know, I know I got suspended. I got (laughs) like all the time. I just, I got, I, I never got in fights necessarily, but I definitely, um, I, I was a little sassy, so uh, teachers hard times. I'm guessing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Especially. You ever make a teacher cry? Um, no, but, uh, I've never saw a teacher cry, but I probably have, I don't know. Miss C, sorry. <laughs> I definitely, sorry, <laughs> yes, that was her. I definitely, she suspended me a few times, but she was my art teacher. And so that like, she was the one that was like, I can't do this. There's no, I thought it was, I can't be told what to draw. I can't be told what to do. I just want to do what I want. So I was like, I can't make a career out of that. Cause that's all art is, is being told like you can do art, but they're going to tell you what they want. So I was like, I can't do that. So my mom, she was like, like, go to school for fine art. Like, you're going to love it. I said, absolutely not. Like, do uh, nope, don't do that. And plus, I did not have good enough grades for that. I did not apply mm-hmm. myself in school at all. Like, I, I could have done way better. Like, I got into all, like, the AP classes and stuff. But I just, once I got there, I was like, eh, <laughs> I'm kind of over it. Like, I don't, I, homework was not my thing. I never did homework. That was, like, my main thing that really screwed me in school. But um, then, uh I, so I like, she was like, well, you like painting. She's like, you like kind of art and stuff and you like cars. You've always been into that stuff. Like, why don't you go to school for painting cars? And I was like, okay. I mean, that sounds kind of cool. Like, you, never, why not? you never painted a car till that. Point. No, okay. nope. And like, I never, my uncle went to school for collision repair at the same school actually, but I didn't know about it until after I started going there and stuff. So, um, she was like, well, it was April of my senior year. She's like, so you're probably not going to get in this year. She said, she said, so apply, take a year off and work or whatever, then just go the next year. And so, um, it was a, it, it's technically a trade school, but it's a 
college, like it, you actually get a degree and stuff instead of just a certification. So, um, they were like trying to really just like push their school and stuff. So I applied and then it was within a couple of weeks that I got in for that year and I was really excited about it. So, um, then that fall I started in collision school and then took off from there. So it's fucking crazy. Yeah. And how long did you do that for him? Um, so I started in 2013 and then I was, I worked in a restoration shop till about 2015 and then um, I was I started damage appraising in 2014 as well on the side. And then I took that on full time um, for a couple of years. And then when I started custom painting, uh, it was 2016 was when I started airbrushing and stuff. And then I went full time with that 2017. So. And, and cars are much easier than motorcycles, right? No, no. So, well, in my, probably to some people, in my no. opinion. So there's, there's two and two cars are a lot more work. Obviously you have a lot more service area. They're um, t- for custom painting. Uh, when it comes to only the custom painting process, they're probably slightly easier because all the panels are there. They're all lined up. You don't got to worry about any of that on yeah, the bike. You got to yeah, you got to worry about the flow and all of that. But on cars, there's like I said, so much surface area and so much that you have to make symmetrical and so much that like it's so easy on a tank. Like I can just look over to one side and then look over to the other. The car is such a big area. Like you gotta walk around. Yeah. And there's so much measuring. There's so much, all of that. And just like exit the building, go around the other side. (laughs) (laughs) So, and then between that and just like all the disassembly and the reassembly, like I just, I enjoy painting bikes a lot more and just, I don't know, just my love for motorcycle motorcycles comes into that too. So I I was watching some of your videos. They're fucking amazing. Like, like the steady hand of you, doing what you're it's very it's a very strategic process I, I call myself a conditional pinstriper because i can't do it every day like i have to i gotta eat i gotta do a lot of different things before the mood, i the yeah. time the sun <laughs> like, has to be literally i gotta be in a good mood like if you like if i'm pissed now like i can't do it like it's fuck? Just, yeah so i don't pinstripe just, literally that's <laughs> a, that's how my, all my painting is though like i do my best work when i'm in like my best mood and everything so did you like a whole fucking music yeah oh gear, yeah yeah like, oh yeah like, i'm just like i gotta get in my own little world and stuff and like it's very like important the shop environment that I'm in like I have to feel comfortable I have to do all of that so like it's just it all plays a part in it which is always why I said that I I never will work for anybody because I I can't like I work I have to work on my own schedule I have to work on my own time like it's just not efficient for me to work for somebody else for both me or you because like I don't know I just you're you're gonna wait yeah yeah that's just it like yeah 100% (laughs) that's exactly how it is it's funny because people see a value to that People, yeah. I, well, I, I've always, I've always said that um, people like being mistreated. There's something. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> there's man. I people like, like, like people respond to being mistreated. I, I, I don't know so. what it is, but it's like if somebody Maybe that's says. that's my problem. I was being too nice all this time. Yeah. <laughs> if you say, yeah, 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 yeah. Like literally yeah. people walk away and they suck her fucking yeah. <laughs> does anything. How stupid. <laughs> desperate. Stupid. Desperate to paint my shit, you know. But when you're yep. like, no, no, no. You're like. I have to get it done yeah, by that person. Right? Like, yeah. Well, when can you leave me the fuck alone? Like, yeah, one hundred percent. Will you then, call me? Like, <laughs> yeah, I try to tell people all the time. I'm like, like if people you, like being mistreated. It, yeah, it, it's legit. It's definitely. Um, it's so weird because I, I have not such in a everything, heart. obviously. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I'm talking about the psychological yeah. uh, thing that if there's something you want, like even when when a guy's chasing a girl or a girl's chasing a guy, it's the whole thing of you want what you can't have. You want what you can't have, yeah. Yeah, so if you make yeah. it unavailable, I'm not saying like, if you go to a restaurant, somebody's an asshole. That's they how like it is, it. though. If you say like, if I like tell you that like I'm 
like I'll take your bike on anytime. They're like, nah, but if I tell you that I'm booked out till October or November, they're like, well, I, I want it now. And I'm yeah. like, well, what you if I pay you another yeah. 500 bucks? Yeah. A thousand right. bucks? Come on, like, bro. Yeah. All right. Well, you take Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> you take Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of trade you got? <laughs> What's the craziest adventure ride you've had? Oh, the whole, um, when I did the one K in a day. And so, um, you did a one K in a day. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. So uh, I am. Um, so I was sitting in Texas one day, <coughs> and um, sounds like a movie, right? Slash Let me joke. set the scene, right? Yeah. <laughs> I walked into a bar. No, so I was <laughs> sitting in Texas one day, and um, one of my friends there was there with me, and he had some bikes down in Texas, and he was going to rent a U-Haul truck to get them back to California because he lived in California. And so we were sitting at the bar. Ah, weird. Okay, so we were sitting at a bar. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait, back up. And um, he was just like looking at U-Haul trucks or whatever. So then another one of our friends hit us up. He's from Idaho. And he's, he messaged me and he said, hey, I just bought this bike in Dallas. He said, how do you think I should get it home? And I just talk a bunch of shit, right? right. I'm like, you're a bitch. Ride it. Uh, and he was like, all right. He's like, well, yeah, I was like, let's go. Jump, yeah. And um. So then I had to be in Reno, Nevada in two weeks for street vibes. I was doing, um, I was pinstriping up there. And so then I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, wait a second. I said, Brian, fly down here. I'll ride back with you. I said, Joe, you take my truck. You put your bikes in my truck and then I'll meet you in California. And so then Joe left with my trucks or Joe left with my truck with his Bring bikes. Bring my pink, yeah. yeah right. And you ended like, it with bitch. Right, like, let's go. <laughs> We're making this happen. So he left and, um. Then Brian flew down to Texas. We went and bought this bike. And then we're sitting in my apartment the day we were like, it was a Sunday night, I'm pretty sure. And we're sitting there and I'm like, Brian, what if we did a thousand miles in a day? And he's like, what if we did? And I was like, let's go. <laughs> so like, mind you, we literally just decided this trip three days before he flew down to Texas the next day, bought this bike. And we're like, let's do this trip. I have never been on a long distance trip in my life. <laughs> this bike is not set up for me. I do not have any rain gear. I don't have tools. I don't have bags. I don't have anything. I'm just like, let's go. I don't have a visor on my helmet. I don't have a windshield. I don't have a fairing. I don't have any of that. Nothing. I have this Fuck. little sportster. <laughs> I was like, we're going. So I have a, a best friend that lives in Phoenix and he was 1,069 miles from my house. And I was like, that's where we're going today. So we left Texas at 4 a.m. and we got to Phoenix, Arizona with like six minutes to spare because Brian's bike broke down. Mm. <laughs> yep. So my, not mine, Brian's. Brian. Yeah, right? So then we fixed that and um, kept on going. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then we stayed in Phoenix for like a day. We just rode around there because we were tired as hell. And then we left from Phoenix. You're tired of riding a sports car? <laughs> right? What? I was just like, well, even so, so I've never had a fairing in my life. So like everyone's like, you're crazy, you're crazy, you're crazy. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just going. Yeah, like, you have I'm nothing just, to compare yeah, it to. Yeah, literally. Like, I was like, I had no idea. So then we left Phoenix. We went, we came to LA um, and then we rode up PCH to NorCal and then uh, we met up with my truck and Joe and the rest of the bikes. Then we rode over to Street Vibes in Reno I, we rode, Brian went home from there and then I rode back to NorCal. I came back down to LA for that airbrush event. And then, um, I went back up to NorCal and then I loaded my bike and I went home. It was like 3,500 miles altogether. And I did get a windshield at like 
mile 3200 <laughs> and i was like oh my god oh, <laughs> i was like i was this crazy is, yeah i was yeah. like this is what everyone's talking about i was like this is insane no I, wonder i am out of my mind yeah, this is like, fucking weird i had no idea guys you, like, you're right like, yeah, i just like, really realized I how fucking I, crazy i posted on instagram i was like yo y'all are right man like i'm freaking psycho yeah, for doing who that the fuck like, was no, that right. i don't know i don't know what got into me yeah i was like nope so then, um, <laughs> That's yeah, fucking hilarious. so then that was, uh, October, November or September, October. And then I went back to, um, Texas for a little bit. And then I did a coast to coast trip again. That was like my sixth one last year in the truck. And then, um, just cause I had like a cousin's wedding to go to and stuff. Ugh, <laughs> I was like, cousin's wedding. Cousins. So then, again, um, yeah, right. No, you're fine. <laughs> so I was like, come on. I literally, so then Who my sister, literally, dude. so then my sister's pregnant right now and they've texted me and they're like, yeah, baby showers, like August 7th. I said, can y'all stop having life events that I have to come yeah. home for? Like I am across the country, like chill for just a year because Zoom. Like, have you heard of Zoom? Yeah, right. Yeah. I was like, can I just FaceTime in for this? Can I'll I send a robot right? that just walks that I just, that's how I was. And then like that's my sister that panics i said tanya i'm <laughs> kidding relax like i'll be there chill out she flew into texas one day and i was like uh, she texted me for like three weeks straight she's like i'm flying in this day i'm flying in this day i'm flying in this don't day don't forget and i was like okay make sure you're there and, like the day of i'm like which day do you fly in again and she was like shady yeah, she was flipping out i gotta go to I california like, yeah i was like oh i'm not even home right now <laughs> like but no, <laughs> that's not like, a good day yeah i was like I why not <laughs> yeah she's uh that's funny but yeah, then uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about getting into oh, painting. Oh, right. Then the, the and, craziest And then we were trip. talking about the craziest yeah, trip. Yeah, so then that was that. And then um, I redid my bike. I, like, tore it all down and everything January, February. And now I'm about to do it again. That's fucking dope. Because that's just what I do, I guess. <laughs> is, there, is there a motorcycle you like painting compared to other ones? Like, do you like baggers? Like, I hate baggers. You hate I baggers. despise baggers. Really? Yes. I will. I'm because well, so I worked at that shop for. Um, You're gonna have so many people call you up right now to be paint my bagger. Paint for my real. Give you extra well, first money. of all, I'm a tiny person, so all the parts are bigger than me. Like, You're like I'm more little. The like, yes, like because they're all like just fiberglass together and i'm over here like trying to move all these parts and figure out a way to paint all sides at once it's just a pain, like, yeah <laughs> it's just a pain in my ass so i'm like this is annoying like i can fit in one of these bags probably yeah. like so then you probably um, can huh? <laughs> there's been times that i'm like i'm gonna try this but yeah. um so don't do that yeah no not don't. at all but um i know you're joking yeah oh 100 joking yeah <laughs> no so then um i just uh there are so many parts to them and that's what people don't realize about baggers is there's like 15 to 20 parts alone to a bagger so um as far as bikes that i love to paint i love i love dinas because they're they're big enough that you can do um some really cool stuff with it but they're still small enough that they're not like a full-on bagger yeah like, yeah that i'm not spending way too long on too especially because there's just so much surface area on them but what have you done anything other than Harley? Like, have you ever done like a BMW? Um, or so I haven't done like Kawasaki. I've done some Hondas and stuff, some like choppers and some Yamahas and stuff like that. But I haven't it's always done, that style. Yeah, it's always that like, yeah, that just like biker. I don't really know how. You I, I saw. I saw. I saw Pan American once. Yeah, and and that one had like a cool custom yeah. pinstriping, yeah. metal flaking. There's a um, a friend of mine. 
uh, Fast Life Jace from the Fast Life Garage. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He's painted, been on the podcast. Yeah, he, pa- uh, he painted uh, Pan America. He did a flame job on it, and it looks really cool. Yeah, I was going to say we did each other. But uh, what I meant we is... Did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got to be mean, careful. Like, <laughs> you know, no, we recorded an episode, and then he published There's it on There's things his, I didn't yeah, know about what? Jace till now, so okay. <laughs> yeah, no, Jace is badass. Yeah, no, he's really cool. I was yeah, going no, really cool. to see if you, if, if you met him. Yeah, I was on his podcast back in September, actually, right before I did that whole whole cross-country trip, which I'm I'm so upset about. I wish I did it afterwards, because, like... More stories? Yeah. Oh, more stories and just like that trip completely just transformed me as a person there was a lot how like, how how i don't even i don't even know how i got like, her jace i got her I, right like <laughs> i don't even know like it just uh like i said it's one of those things i never expected that i could do i never thought that i could do it um and part of that trip i did by myself so then when i left norcal and came down to la and back up to norcal i did by myself and it just, it gave me a confidence that like, I don't, cause I always, I was somebody who always worried about like, what's the parking situation like when I get there? Like, am I going to have to ride on gravel? Like, do I got to ride through a field? What do I got to do here? Because so like, the bike yeah, out. like what's going on? Like I need to figure it out. And like, am I wearing heels? Yeah, right? wearing shoes? <laughs> what, what the fuck's going on, dude? <laughs> and then after that trip, I was just like, <laughs> whatever, I'll figure it out when I get there. Like is what it is. Like, I don't know if it like. I don't, it was just like a, just, I came back from it and I was just transformed. It wasn't like a specific event or a specific series of events that happened. It was just the overall experience of that trip just, uh, just gave me like all of my friends joked about like, we quote unquote, like the hall gears, how like you just experienced so much more like, because that trip was only a month long trip, but I look back and I feel it's, like it's I was a, a complete, lifetime yeah, ago. I feel it's like a, it was a lifetime ago. Like the person that I was before that trip versus the person that I am now is two completely different people that I feel like usually would take like a five year transformation to get into. But like that happened over a month just it, it because it. it was motorcycles. And then it's just, it's really cool. Like to be able to experience that because that happens now every time you get on a bike, like it's just, uh, again, it's back to this, this powerful thought process that you have that, that, you know, people, people think I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't in five years. I'll do it in five years. I'll do it. Or this transformation is going to take this. But like, if you just jump in and do it, you're, you're, you become somebody else. 100%. You, you don't I even saw, think that you're capable of doing it. I actually saw a quote the other day and it was perfect. And it was like, if I waited till all, I had all my ducks in a row, I would never get off, like, get across the street. It said, um, sometimes you just got to gather up what you got and go for it. And yeah. That's 100%. What I always do. Cause like, that's the truth. I like, there's always, there's always something I could always wait until I'm more financially stable or I could always wait till I'm older. or I could always wait until something, but then you're always waiting. You're always just, then what's the point of it? So if I just wait for that, I can do this shit while I'm waiting for it. Like I'll figure it out. <laughs> like it's, well, it, it, it's like the podcast, the podcast I was waiting for, you know, the, the weather and mm-hmm. the climate and the sun, and the <laughs> yeah, stars and yeah. lined up and it's perfect because I need the this right mic. Moon phase. Yeah. I can't use a USB mic, yeah, you know, right. I need this device and the table has to look like this. <laughs> but like, you know, finally, you know, I had a buddy of mine. He was like, dude, shut up. Let's yep. just push record yeah and push record and now i hear the first episodes are terrible oh 100 percent. i look at work that i'm like i'm like whoa god oh no not do that yeah no no i mean i started i when i started custom painting um i started in my ex-in-law's basement like and it was like a full setup living room couches everything they built me this like little airbrush booth with like a vent out like the top of it and i was literally wet sanding stuff in my bathtub it was funny though somebody just messaged me the other day and they were um talking to me they were just asking me questions about tape like really simple questions and they're like i'm so sorry i'm new here blah 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 he's 
they're like, my setup's not even that great. I said, don't even worry about it. I said, you're doing it. I said, keep doing it. I said, Absolutely. I didn't, I didn't start with anything. I said, I was wet sanding motorcycle parts in my freaking bathtub. Like I was like, that's just how it is. But I got it done. And like, I'm happy that you your brand, like, you know, bathtub, <laughs> wet sand, yeah, right. like paint now. I actually, like, yeah, what? well, I didn't like. I, not that like I was like ashamed of it by any means, but I w- used to be very weird about just like where people like knew I was painting because like my booths always haven't been professional booths. Like no. I some of them have very much so been homemade. So, um, and some people just like it, but I will say some of those homemade booths, I got the cleanest paint jobs out of like, I get, I went into oh, like an actual fucking booth. zone. Yeah. You were, you were at peace. I went to an actual booth at one point and I got one of the worst paint jobs ever. And I was like, this is backwards. And like, I feel so wrong right now <laughs> because like, this is not right, but it's just getting used to your environment and getting settled into a yeah, shop. Yeah. That happens too. If your environments, if you're doing it like ghetto, yeah. you're like, I feel good. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. Like nobody cares. Yeah. But when you get into like some pro shit, you're like, yeah. this is intimidating. Oh, this 100%. Is, which I'm thankful that I like, I was in a body shop before that like, that's where right, I came from. Right, you did from. get some experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that was, that was definitely nice. And even like when I first started custom painting, I would still, um, for a while I would travel around to um, different body shops and I would fill in. So if like their painter went on vacation, I would just come in and paint while he was gone just so that they could keep the body shop moving. Um, so I did that for a long time and I liked that cause then I'm like, Oh, I'm just working. I just work for you for a week. That's fine. I can do yeah. that. Like, that's totally cool. And then, um, I eventually just stopped because it just, I loved custom painting so much. And then I wanted to focus solely on everything that I could to make 13th street. Well, not 13th street customs, what it is. So what, what, I was going to just ask that. Where, where does that come from? Is that like the gang 13? Nope. So 13th street kidding. custom. No, you're kidding. I'm kidding. 13. This is not 13 street customs, uh, was where never, I murdered people. I'm right. I mean, you better watch out. <laughs> Shit. I'm a little feisty sometimes, but, Shit. um, 13th street customs was never on 13th street. Uh, I always like everyone jokes about it and, um, that it never was. Um, I named it. So I thought I was the only one that joked about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, the apprentice that I started learning airbrush from, he goes by the name, the Bizardist, And I always Bizarre thought it was so cool. He's one of the most amazing helmet painters in the country. I will stand by it through and through. Shout out and to the Bizardist. Yeah. 100%. And he'll text me after this and he'll be like, you're dumb for saying that. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> like that. I give him my sole credit, even, even to winging a lot of it, because there were times that I was not apprenticing for him anymore. Even times now I could call him up today and I'm like, Hey, JR, like I want to do this on this helmet. Um, I want to use this. I want to do this. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Like, I don't know how this is going to look. And he's like, I don't know. Try it. He's like, figure it out. Wing it. And like, literally, he's like, just do it. And I, like, I'd go there and I'm like, what do you think will happen to this? And he's like, I don't know. Let's try it and figure it out. And like, so that, that always gave me the fi- foundation that I was like, cool, I can just try this. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I'll try something else. So, um, he, uh, where was I going with this? What were we well, talking about? You're, you're a parentis and, uh, 13th street. Oh, right. So he had this really cool this really cool name. And I was like, well, shit, if I'm going to do this, I need something cool. Like, you know, and then, um, I grew up like drawing out graffiti. I've loved, I always loved graffiti. I still love graffiti. See, that's what I wanted to squeeze out of you. Where the fuck did this art stuff come from? So I, you, graffiti, graffiti is my through and through where this came from. Like, I don't even know, like the, f- I don't remember the first time I saw it. None of that. Like I'm, I'm deep, but I ain't that deep type of thing. So, um, I just, I always, 
grew up sketching it. And now from, I'm from like, like I said, I'm from a small town, so we don't really have graffiti. Like it's not really like. Yeah, you do it. Everybody knows yeah. you did it. Yeah, right? Literally, you can't <laughs> do fuck? anything. What are you doing, like, Steve? What, what the that's fuck? exactly what it <laughs> no. is. They like call up your mom and it's like, yo, your daughter's out here doing this shit. Like come no. get her. And I'm like, damn it. That's happened multiple times. You're like doing <laughs> it in your own house. <laughs> yeah, there's like, nowhere to do it. Right? I'm like, you <laughs> like, hey, I'm like, come on, dude. <laughs> And, um, so I don't know if it was always cause it was like so foreign to me, but I also, I love the freedom that you have with it because there is, there's no rules to it. There's no, like, it has to be this, it has to be this style. It has to be this color. It has to be this, like, there's nothing you can do absolutely anything in graffiti. And so I always loved the use of colors, just like the. But that's not true because there's people that suck at graffiti. <laughs> it's like <laughs> well, what the fuck? Yeah, is, like, you can't mix red with fucking whatever. Like <laughs> right. So I mean, there's those situations. But like, if, um, I, if I were to do it, it'd, it'd be <laughs> shit. Like, it'd be dog shit. No, not necessarily. You know, maybe it'll be really good. No, I actually, tried. if I, I did graffiti, it would be horrible. My fingers aren't strong enough to actually like control the spray cans or anything like i'm sure there's you can get like adapters and yeah shit. i'm sure there is a but trigger i'd have to like really figure it out so um there's actually this really cool place in dallas and it's called the fab yard and it's this guy that private owns is like all these abandoned buildings and he lets people go and just graffiti whatever they want and there's actually amazing like there's like certain buildings that are just like crazy shit that you could just go spray paint but then there's um some of them that are like amazing like works of art and it's really cool because nobody paints over them like everybody's very respectable of it and it's just all this amazing art but i grew up sketching it i would just have sketchbooks um javier soto actually told me that it was called a black book graffiti artist because you never actually did graffiti you would only sketch it and so, um, that's an interesting term, right? So he told, cause, uh, he, I was taking one of his classes one time and he asked me the same thing. And I told him that he was like, Oh, you were a black book graffiti artist. And I said, Oh, a what? <laughs> I was like, that sounds wrong. Yeah. And he was like, all, it is yeah, it's actually very like, wrong. Yeah, right. So then <laughs> come up with your own shit. Right. <laughs> right? You so have to then, learn. Right. So I would always sketch it out and I would have ton. I still have them. I have tons and tons of sketchbooks of, of graffiti and I still do every once in a while. Um, but that's kind of just like how I started. And then, like I said, my mom really pushed fine art for a while and I was like, this ain't it. This is not it at all. And then, um, I don't know. So then that's just kind of like where the, the artist part came of it. So then when I came up with my name, I was like, well, I always liked like a street style of graffiti. Like I always liked street art and stuff like that. And, um, I like the number 13, my favorite number 17, but it didn't really flow that well. So I liked 13 and I was like, well, 13 street airbrushing, like why not? I was like, it kind of flows. And then, um, I ran with it for a while. It turned into more than just airbrushing. And then um, I just kept it for a long time. And then um, my in, like my business was solely Instagram-based. That's how I got all my business. That's how I marketed no, all of it. fucking... 100%. So I was 13 Street Airbrushing for a while. And then that page got deleted. So then... Um, by Instagram, they said I was a robot, <laughs> but I'm not. So then, and then I couldn't find it. I still can't find it to this day. I tried to appeal it. Instagram tells me that the page never existed. But then when I tried to make a new page with the same name, they said that it already existed. So it's just lost in the abyss. So then that's when I changed it to 13 Street Customs. And I was like, well, it works out anyway, because I'm way more than just airbrushing. Because a lot of people didn't know that I pinstripe and paint and do everything too, based off that name. So I was like, it, whatever, everything happens for a reason. So 13 Street Customs it is. So that's yeah. no, it's a great, name. It's a great name. So thank you. Well, your lucky that. number is 17. Yeah, my lucky number is 17. And, and, and that that's just, just came to you, the stars? Um, my birthday is February 17th. Um, I used to play basketball growing up. I was a basketball player. And you were number 17? Uh, yep, yeah, I was number 17. That's cool. Um, 
I just, my lucky, lucky number is actually seven. I won a Wheel of Fortune game off of that, like three times in one day off of that number. So like, it's always been seven. Yep. And then like, um, I've always liked double digit numbers. So then it just turned into 17. So that's always been my number, but aside from 13, but. And I got a question uh, on helmets. Mm-hmm. How difficult is it? Because you got to take apart the whole helmet, right? Yeah. So you have to take Like, I actually avoid helmets a lot, like, just because of that. They're they're just not practical to paint. I mean, if you want a custom painted helmet. Because I've seen some helmets you've painted. Yeah. Fucking oh, badass. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, they're definitely, and, I, like, I tell people that. I'm like, if you want a custom painted, like, painted helmet, that's great. But when it comes to, like, the price comparison between painting a bike versus painting a helmet, it's not going to make sense. Because it seems like it's so much less work to paint this helmet, but when in reality, it's not. Like, you have to take so much care for it and so much, just all of it. And so it's... Can, can we can we talk about the process? Like, do, yeah. do you sketch it and design it before Absolutely you take not. it apart? Nope. No, you I take don't, it apart. So I don't I don't sketch or design anything. <laughs> nope. They they're like people. Like, I close my fucking no, eyes people, and whatever comes out comes out. And that's it. My customers are like so. Like, can you choose your colors? Absolutely <laughs> not. Like, <laughs> like, you, that's give me. That's it. You pay extra if you talk to me. That's pretty much how it goes. Sometimes, like I just people are like, I'm <laughs> so like, I wanted excited. a rabbit. It's a fucking bear that's chewing up a shark <laughs> or something. Like, I'm so excited to see my helmet. I'm like, I am too, homie. I am too. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. And they're yeah. like, they ask me all the time. They're like, do you do a sketch? They're, they're like, like, you're funny. <laughs> I'm just like, no. here's the thing. I could sketch a helmet out. And yeah, sometimes I do start with that, but I never like to necessarily like give the client that sketch because it's going to look entirely different by the end of it. Like, right. because just like the you're process like, of it. Sketch? Yeah. Right. Like <laughs> exactly. Like I think of different things along the way. Like I have different ideas, like especially working in a shop that I do with other artists and with other painters, like they'll come over and be like, well, what if you do this? And I'm like, yeah, like, fuck yeah. What if I did that? Like, that'd be dope. So like, it just, I don't like to kind of limit myself to a sketch, which like some people need that. I get it. But <clears throat> I just, like I said, I just kind of wing it and like, I mean. And that's when your true art comes out. Yeah. That's when my best art comes out 100% art, yeah. through and through. There's no doubt about it. So. True art. It sounds like I a just, fucking fairy tale. I mean, and that's, that's when you <laughs> follow your heart <laughs> my, and you can paint anything. Fairy tale dreams. <laughs> but so that's just. I, I got mean, one of those. I kind of wing it. Plus oh. like. Ta-da. No. What? That's so cool. Yeah. Follow your heart and you can do anything. <laughs> So yeah, you gotta have one of the. Hold on, and then. Oh. <laughs> I should use these. More often. Yeah, you should have. Yeah, you should have said that after I got my divorce. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? That's when that all should have happened. That would have been yeah. great. But um, congrats yeah. on your divorce. Yeah, usually, right. Usually it's when two people don't get along. Right? They have a divorce. See, that's it's a good thing. thing and you know? I say it like sometimes I don't realize how casual I am. Like just a casual about oh. I am about everything. And I'm just like yeah. Like I say it like in the midst of everything, and everyone's like wait what? And I'm like it's fine. Everything like it's okay. Yeah, like, it just, I it's tell what people it congratulations. Like, all the time. Yeah, like, I'm just like it, it. We are both in way better places. Like he's doing amazing with his. He's a commercial pilot now. He's doing great with his career, and he's very happy. So you know, it good. Like it I, all worked I, out. I, I, I was at this snobby, snobby, snobby party, and yeah. I heard the snobbiest <laughs> thing in the world, and it was so bad. I was like, really? Wow. It was. It was one lady, and she's like, "Yes, my son is a pilot for American Airlines." Oh God. And the other one was like, "Oh, so your son is a air taxi driver?" Like I was like, 
Oh, shit. Like, fuck. I was like, I'm walking away. Damn. You know? <laughs> I'm going to get some Yeah, right? I'm going to... Do you guys want to drink? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to get a martini dirty. Right? <laughs> oh, that's like, funny. Can you imagine? Right? He's an air taxi driver. Uh, like, I can only fuck. imagine what that... I'm going to be like, what do you do for a living? Because like, I'm over here like, holy hell, a commercial pilot? Like, I saw the shit he did. I'm like, nope, no, sir. Absolutely not. Like, and then you're saying that. Like, homie, what do you do? Yeah, like, well, like, I'm very what intrigued. the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah, what kind of engineer are you? <laughs> in that same party, somebody was saying something about like, they're like, oh, and blah, 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 peasants. And I was like, yeah, imagine. What were you doing at yeah, this party? This was in Dubai. This was in Dubai. This is weird. <laughs> but check this out. Look, look, I'm, I'm trying to blend yeah, in, right? Right. So I'm like, I'm like who I'm are like, you now? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, because I would be like, excuse me, peasants. And they would be like, you know what they told me? Why would you say excuse me to a peasant? Like, they're like, you're fake. <laughs> I was like, oh. Right, I mean, cut off his head. Right. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. trying to be polite. Like, yeah. Excuse me, so peasant. Why would you say I excuse know what me? To do. There's like, there's this uh, prepper at the shop that he, he like goes and gets lunch for everybody. And he's like, what, what do you mean? Want? What, I was, what I was doing there? I belong there, <laughs> damn it. The I fuck is your problem? I that party. I was just, how do you get in? Uh, there are certain situations that I'm like, how the I, fuck I, did I get here? I was like, the bus boy, you know. You're like, no, I attended. I was on the guest list. There are sometimes I'm like, just like i don't know how i got here like i was on uh, actually a podcast recently at the live fast rally and i was like i i don't know how i got here <laughs> like i like went back my friend laurel she's like where were you and i said i ended up on a podcast i don't know how <laughs> like i don't but know I, how, like, I was there so it all works out i guess are, are you going to born frame i am are you working it no so I don't work shows. Uh, Street Good. Vibes I did um, only because I piggybacked off someone else so I could come and go as I wanted. I can't work shows because I get really bitchy. I get very moody. Um, I work, like, because you, you're working way too much. Some artists can do that. You they thrive off that. Like, I haven't ached. I'm no, kidding. See, I'm kidding. that's, no, but that's the thing. We're recording. <laughs> yeah, right? like, do not admit to that. <laughs> <laughs> no, so they can't that's see one your right, thing. <laughs> right So that's one thing that I do have to have is somebody to help me because I'm never stopped painting. And, like, I have to, obviously, I have to eat, especially pinstriping. That's one of my parameters. I have to eat before I pinstripe because i can't get all shaky you know yeah so um, so when you get hungry you like oh i'm like let's go i'm angry, like yeah angry. i'm like i can't do anything i'm like i gotta eat all of it so um i don't work shows just because it's too much pressure there's i worked surges a few times like i did uh and i like you make a good amount of money and they're fun but like I also, being a rider myself, I want to go do the rides, especially like Reno. Like I was super thankful I could still do the ride to Virginia City. Mount Rose is one of my favorite roads in the country to ride. So um, I just, I can't, I can't work shows unless it's a very like flexible thing. So I just attend them, but I, I do it. I don't want to say I do it in a strategic way, but I like, because I revolved my entire life around my career and motorcycles specifically, when I go to these events, even if I don't have a booth, I'm still getting business from them. I'm still talking to people. That's how I met all these people that I know is events like that. That's how I know all my clients. That's how like, you'll be talking to somebody about some, like one of my bikes will be there that I painted. I'll be like, Oh, I painted that. Somebody will come over and like join in the conversation. They're like, Oh, well I have a bike. And I'm like, well, I got some guns. Let's go. <laughs> like, let's, let's figure it out. So, um, I actually get a lot more business that way than, being caught up painting somebody's bike the whole time and not being able to talk to people about their paint jobs. So, mm. and, and I'm enjoying it during that time too. Like I'm just hanging out and having a good time. So yeah, it's a nice, you, it's a nice balance of, of work and party. That's for sure. So yeah, it's like a, it's like a social club almost like, yeah. Oh, there's an event. Cool. Yeah. I'm gonna drink a beer, eat hot dogs. That's, and that's literally pass what out it cards. is. Do you yeah. pass out business cards? You I don't, don't do have that. business cards. Yeah. What the fuck's a business card? So we're, um, we're in a different age. Here's the thing. Um, 
<laughs> no, I just am super. I'm <laughs> not. Thing. Please tell me. I'm, Please tell me. I'm not good at owning a business at all. Like I, I just want to paint and like, I have to do it to be able to do this for a living, but I'm not good at it at all. I'm, I suck at the business part of things. I suck at, um, like you, just should, you should do the, it, it, uh, this sounds like a sponsorship, but it's, it, well, it is a sponsorship. So fuck it. <laughs> I, just, I just signed up for Popple. Okay. It's P O P L. Okay. And all it is, is it's, it's a sticker you just put on the back of your phone. And anytime somebody wants your contact, you just say like, just put on top. Oh, I've heard of stuff like and that. And it puts your website. And if you use promo code Ride Boundless, you will get $5 off. <laughs> <laughs> Terms and conditions apply. It was a little bit. That was smooth. I like it. I take it. It was perfect. Oh, wait. Right. Wait. Right. Right. Yeah, studio audience, motherfuckers. Uh, right. We're bad um, fancy. But yeah, I, I, just, I just signed that up, and, 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 and it's true. You just ride boundless. You get $5 off. It's like 25 okay, bucks, so you get it for 20 bucks. Well, I, that would be more efficient for me because, like I said, yeah. I'm not I'm not good at any of that. I'm not good at, like I said, my my business is Instagram-based. <laughs> so, like, obviously, yeah, I'm not. You put a your Instagram. And that's you what people, they're like, you're not professional. I'm like, nobody ever claimed me to be professional. No. I am not a professional person. No. Like, there, I don't, there's people like, that are professional that you'll yeah, hire them, but 100%. you fucking paint. Yeah, like, exactly. Leave the fuck alone. So, um, as far as my business cards thing, I had them at one point. Um, I don't have them anymore. I ran out. And then I just have been super lazy on ordering new no, ones. business cards suck, And here's the man. thing. So I've always had this thing that I'm going to use my weaknesses as strengths, right? So my weakness is super bad at owning a business. But here's the thing about this is, <laughs> so somebody could be like, hey, do you have a business card? I'd be like, no, but take my number down in your phone. Save it right now. Now my phone, my number is already in your phone. You don't got to find your business card that you probably lost anyway. Right. And then you can just call me up and be like, hey, I want some paint. Yeah. You gave me your number at Born Free. Strike my shit. Yeah. I'm like, Damn let's it. go. Yeah. I'm ready. That's fucking awesome. So, that's the way to fucking do that's it. That's just kind of how I do it anyway. Then I don't know. Yeah. People get on me that I need to order business cards, but we'll get there. No, no, no. Fuck business cards. It, 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 it's an extra responsibility that you have to take with you to an event. And that's it's like, did true. I bring my fucking cards? And then you go to the event and you're like, oh my God, I didn't bring my fucking card. Yeah. You're like, fuck, man, I didn't bring my fucking card. Now, there card. are some and people that like, like, can I contact you? And you're like, I didn't bring my fucking cards. I'm sorry, you can't. Fuck you. Right. And I'm like, right. what? Like, it, it's like, it's but like, but there a, are some people that like, they look at me they're like, you don't have business cards. And I'm like, no, I no, don't fuck have you. business cards. Like, I'm too busy. Like, I know I don't have business cards. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Like, Go find a painter that does. No, I'm telling you, that, that thing is pretty fucking cool. I, I just ordered mine. I'm going to use yeah, it. Yeah, no, it sounds really li- convenient. Literally, you just and you put your Instagram or website. Yeah. You, you don't have a website, huh? Fuck no, that's too um, I used to. See, yeah. that's what I mean. At one point, I like I tried to be like all legit about it, but it just it was too much fun. work. Yeah. Too much more. It's just. Do you want me to paint or build a website? Wanna, right. Like, do you, that's what I'm <laughs> saying. Like, do you want me to paint or like be a business yeah. person? I can't do both. Yeah. And I even, well, I do need to, like, I'm getting to the point that I, um, I do need to like hire somebody to handle all that shit for me because that would be a cool business card with some pinstriping on the back of it, like some fucking, and your signature. I've come up with some designs on it. I've, I've designed some t-shirts and stuff too. And like, yeah, Yeah. fuck business cards. Exactly. Fuck t-shirts. Fuck all of it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Like, (laughs) fuck all that shit. I'm just like, I have painters that have like whole merch lines and they're like, when are you coming out with it? I'm like, fucking never. (laughs) Like, why? No. Get something painted by me then. So right now, like a bunch of listeners are listening and they're like oh fuck i want i want work from you like the easiest thing would be instagram yeah 100 percent instagram and then um anybody who hits me up on instagram i'll I'll give my number to obviously if you want paint work done and then you could text me at any point texting or messaging though is way easy i will not answer phone calls especially if i don't answer like i i hate talking on the phone Mm. um 
I won't. 90% of the time, I probably won't remember what we were talking about anyway. So um, texting is just way easier because then like during the paint job, I can go back and then like, okay, they wanted green, blue and like what other, yeah, what was the last color? Yeah. Right. Then I just you're go doing back something to else. Because you know, I don't do invoices call. and oh. work orders because, do you, you know. do, do you do the voice thing? Like, hey, so when you get a chance, call me up and, and nope. then send. Nope. I don't even <laughs> do I, I call I hate them that. like. No, no, I hate that. Okay, good. Yeah, I was, yeah no, I don't, I don't. And then they respond and it's like, what? Like, <laughs> yeah, no. This is a phone call. Like, no, with a big pause. You're like, like. You're forcing me to listen to you. Like, yeah. I, I don't. No. I detest them. Yeah. I detest them. I detest them. <laughs> <laughs> when somebody sends me a voice audio, I don't listen to them. Like, I don't. Fuck, delete. I don't listen to it. Man, I'm just like, te- like, text me. I tell everybody. I'm like, text me. I will get back to you. I have like a notification on my little phone app thing. That's like 42 voicemails that I just haven't listened to. Because I'm like, I don't. I don't know. I just, yeah, I, I have, it's people. like, it's uh like, a, it's another weakness of mine. It's like paralyzing. There are certain things in this industry that just like are, are so demotivating to me and talking on the phone is one of them. Like, yeah, and, and, and people's tone of voice. It's like, oh, right. Fuck, and then like, dude, you're so negative. I dude. don't know what it is about custom paint, but they want to tell me their life story of like how, what everything like, oh yeah, I like, <laughs> my, I'm just like, I don't just, Can what you do you want on your bike? Like yeah, my, my right. grandma had this <laughs> red. Like, and on her <laughs> sheets, and before she died, she said, "If you paint Literally. your motorcycle, it yeah. has to be this." Picture. There are some times that are like that, and I'm just like, "I get it," uh, but I'm not your therapist. Like, you know, yeah. what do you want on your bike? Let's go. And then that's what I tell people too. I'm like, if you, so I have, um, however many jobs I have, I, whatever. But the more time that I spend updating every single one of you and talking to every single one of you and doing whatever <laughs> else is less time that I actually have working on your bike. I could sit here on the phone and talk on the phone all damn day, yeah. updating people and like keeping people on track. But I'm like, I got to go paint your shit. Like I can't talk on the phone to be in the booth at the same time. So do you want your shit done or do you want me to talk to you? I yeah. don't know. I don't know which one you want. So you should have like a contract. Look, by assigning this contract, you are allowing me to paint your fucking bike. You will not contact me <laughs> yeah. during the painting of I your need bike. That you so can't even bad. speak to me until you pay me and the work <laughs> right. is done. Yeah. I'll talk to you in three months. I'll talk to you in three months. That's <laughs> how, what I do need. How long does a, does a paint job usually take? It's so different. So there are times that I can paint a bike if I'm really feeling it and I'm motivated and I'm doing everything great and like my life is on track, (laughs) I can get a paint job done in two weeks. There are times that my life completely flips upside down and my like I just can't like there was actually a period of time recently that I quit painting for like two months just because there's so (laughs) much. Three dudes are waiting for their bike. (laughs) I I was just like, I felt so bad, but I was like, look, I am going through such major shit in my life, like my personal life. And like, that's the thing about having your whole life be revolving around the same thing is like when some shit falls apart, there's no, there's no escape at this point. Like, it's not like, Oh, I can just go to work and forget about it. Like work is my life. And like my career is my life. So when my life's falling apart, my career is falling apart. Like, so Mm. it just, it's so yeah, it's such an emotion 100% and, and like I've had people they're like you put too much emotion into this all this other stuff and I'm like but this emotion is what makes me w- even want to be a good painter and even want to be like and I don't even want to say one of the best because I'm not in a competition with any of these other painters I want to be the best of myself like I want to be the best painter that I can be and like that's what my passion drives that because if I didn't have the passion for it if I didn't love this like then what the what do I care if you like your job or not or if that's good or not there's plenty of jobs out there that the customer is loved like I just uh, did one recently the customer is absolutely in love with it but I hate it and I'm like I like I don't even want to charge you for this like you might love it but like this is not but that it's I'm gonna the the response to me is like that's fucking hilarious but I see what you mean that like it it truly doesn't represent 100% 
and and it, you're not satisfied with that. It's, and it, it's so, and like, that's where like when it comes to making money at this, it's, it's tough because there are some jobs that I have to cut myself off that I'm like, you are going to run yourself into the ground broke trying to do this. If you just listen to the customer that they like it, like right. if they love it, they love right. it. Like that's just as simple as it is. Has the opposite ever happened where you've done something you were so fucking oh proud God, of and yeah. somebody's like, ew, that's gross. That like, actually, that happens a lot. Like there are certain, certain jobs like, that like, I think like little job, like I'll do little panels here and there and sell that like, there are certain panels that I do that I hate that people are like, oh my God, I want to buy it, whatever. Then I'll do a panel that I'm in love with, dude. And it just won't sell. And I'm like, what? what the hell dude i'm like this one is way better than like anything i've ever done and like i <laughs> yeah. you guys don't like it but there there has been a lot of times that i'm like yeah i love this job and then somebody's like no nah. and i'm like well screw you because i love it so it's it's uh i, I do that because i like edit a lot of videos yeah and there's some edits that are so fucking gangster <laughs> yeah. they're fucking gangster i'm like dude yeah. ten thousand views <laughs> Five and I'm like right, and then there's one of like my shoe and I farp. Yeah, it's like a billion views. Yeah. It's like, wait, what? Are you fucking kidding yeah. me? Look at that. Look at the beat and the tone and the yeah. sound and look at the image that pops up. Like the one that I was telling you about the artist I had on yeah. uh, the the counterfeiter. Yeah, I did such a cool thing where it's like Pink Floyd, the money sound. Yeah, you know, fucking uh, creator con, con yeah. art, like whatever. And it was so cool. It's like. Like whatever, like two hundred views. I so feel like, that. Like fucking I did a reel that I was just like I do reels all the time. I mean, pinstriping, painting, whatever, like time lapses, all this other cool stuff. Like it's cool and everything. Like with the like cool music and everything. And then I did a reel of just me taping off a tank, and it's going viral. And I'm like, I'm not even doing anything cool in this process. <laughs> like I'm literally just taping off a tank. Like I don't know what it is, but it, that's just how it works sometimes. But I also it takes me so much to love what I like love something of mine like there to this day there has not been anything that I have put out that I'm like that is 100% the best I can do like there is always something about it and like that's why like people think there's plenty of artists that I don't get along with because they think that constructive criticism or tough love is the way to go with me and like that might be for a lot of artists but you cannot be that way with me because I am already so hard on my own work and like I don't I don't think people necessarily realize that. I don't know if I just per, like portray myself differently, but like there is no, I can guarantee you that there is no person that is harder on what I do than me. And like, there is plenty of my friends that get on my ass about it. And they're like, you're, you're way better of a painter than what you give your, your give yourself credit for. But at the same time, like there's, there's nothing that like, I've been proud of stuff that I've done. I've impressed myself with certain stuff that I've done, but there's nothing that like, and like I've sat back from jobs and I'm like, man, I've painted that. That's really cool. Like I did that like from start to finish. That's awesome. But there has nothing, I have not done anything yet that I've been like, holy fuck, like <laughs> shit, Shana, you did that. Like you, that was all you 100%. And like, that's the feeling that I'm like, that I'm like solely truly after. So that when I do like something or like when I do even like, remotely get close to loving something even if somebody doesn't like it i'm like i don't really care because it took me so long and so much to like this that like you're wrong so like <laughs> i like it and that's it. <laughs> it it almost sounds like there will be a point in your life that you'll create something so magnificent I that you'll be so. like i'm done I hope. I'm not, I, and then she never picked up the rush. Well, see, and that's again. like one of my art. Like I get really discouraged about it a lot. And one of my artists was like, you don't want to get to that point though. He's like, what happens when you get to your best? He said, there's nothing after that. There's no improving after that. He said with this, he said, every job you have a, like a motivator to get to your next job. He said, what happens when that happens? You can't get any better. 
he's like, so, and now that all these people are expecting you to do something more grand than that, he said, you're going to have to figure it out. So you're never going to be at like your truest potential. Somebody told me one time when I first started and they said, you shouldn't sell your art yet because you're not like at your full potential. And I was like, well, at this point I said, I'll never be. I'm yeah. always like every day I learn something new. Every day there's Whoever another. said that was dumb. <laughs> right? Don't sell your 100%. artwork yet. I'm like well, you're stupid. So like I just I I I learned like I literally there's a guy at the shop that I work at now that every single time I talk to him I learn something new. And it's not yeah. even about paint. Like we're not even talking about paint. We were talking about Chevelles the other day. We we're talking about Ferraris and like I learned something. And I'm like what like so like I'll always be evolving. So like a part of me gets like discouraged about that because i'm like fuck i'm never gonna like it but then a part of me like uses that as it's like a motivator yeah it's no, like it's cool it's like fucking what you exciting can do. to think that your potential is endless to think that you don't have like not necessarily a goal to hit but like you don't have a, a, a ceiling like you don't have you're not confined in this cage like you have the the sky is not even the limit like you can do absolutely anything and that's even the coolest part that i love about paint is like there's so many different effects and so much different like techniques and stuff that you can do to make it what it is and to make it look like certain things and to make it look 3d and to make it look like it's like holographic and all this other stuff that there is absolutely no limit on what you can make a bike look like yeah it's it's, it's very limited there, I, I went skydiving uh, a few years back and i like the sign they had and it's like the sky is not the limit mm-hmm. it's unlimited mm-hmm. the ground is Yep. Oh, oh there snap. we go, right? <laughs> Plot twist, perspective twist yeah, right so there. Just, you know, 100%. But, That's exactly what it is, though. Yeah, it's unlimited. Sky's the limit. Yep. Uh, we passed that yeah, a long time a long, ago, Yeah, right. A long <laughs> time ago we passed that. But Elon Musk, yeah. Right. But you, there, there's so much. What, what's the what's the most exciting thing right now in, in, in the what's available in painting right now? Like, you know, the gold flaking's fucking been around mm. forever, and it's mm. super badass. Oh, that's a good one platinum like what 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 new paints what new technology glow in the dark like what's going on so uh there is actually um a light up paint it's a it's it's called lumilor and it's um it's wild so star wars it's like this electro luminescent paint or something okay so i'm the wrong person to talk about this no no no, it's cool so but um you know more than i do if you call dave monning at coast airbrush he can tell you all about this and they sell lumilor there i think um well i don't know pretty sure they do but um it's this like uh, yeah it's like this so you i don't even know how to explain it man so it's like literally you can make you can paint this and you can make it it's this paint that lights up and you can make it light up at intervals you can make it light up in a like a sequential thing like you can do so much with it it comes in different colors like there's a set series of like 10 colors um and then you can like layer paint over top of it and so it's only like certain parts of the paint job are lighting up and like you can make it just but like how does it li- how does it light up it's so, like super reflective no or? so it's actually um you sp- man I don't, okay, I'm going to do the best I can with this, but this might be completely wrong. So go take the class if you're actually interested in this, which there is a Lumilor class about it. So you spray down like this, like copper base from my understanding. Mm. And then that can like, it's actually wired into like a little battery and you turn on the battery on and off. And then like it's, it, it conducts electricity to make it light up. 
and then like i said it can like light up and like sequential like sequential stuff and like so so it, like you use the the steel and the copper of 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 the paint and then it kind of, we, we don't fucking know yeah just, i think just, right yeah, yeah. i think there's like there's this like special primer there's like it's like a whole kit from start to finish don't, don't you just it, pick up the seat of your motorcycle and plug it in <laughs> right like, <laughs> like that's just <laughs> so it's just i mean that's i need it. to take the class on it really bad but it's just been it's so like that sounds exciting wiring and electrical stuff like is so it just instantly shuts my brain off like i just can't understand it even like on bikes or anything would you say it's so. shocking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry that was, a good one. that was a good one though my time is off <laughs> it's fine <laughs> it works out yeah. but yeah so um i do like the class has just been intimidating me on it but it's really cool what they can do with it. They they paint crazy stuff over there with it. They've done a Jeep um, that has gone to SEMA with it and stuff. So if you like Google Lumilor, there's crazy, crazy stuff that comes up in all I'll, different cars and stuff. I, I got to check that out. Did you ever fuck around with that um, that paint that's like the blackest black of the black? No, but I've seen it where it like... Where like you paint looks like a fucking yeah. dark hole or some shit. No, but I want to because I like it. That shit looks dope, right? Yeah. Black is... I love it. I love black. But they say it's like the darkest of the yeah. dark. I, like, I, I guess nothing can reflect off it. Like it's so dark. I'm intrigued and, 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 by that, it. and that's. But I heard it's very expensive for like a little pint of it or something. Well, it's I'm not, sure, yeah. It's like ordered. It's not even. I don't even know. But that's. I don't know. That's just really cool. Yeah. I, that's the cool part about paint is like there's just so much to do with it. Because I mean, you have your base coats, but then you have your metallic base coats and you have your pearls and. And marbleizers and and just all these different and flakes and just all these different effects that you can do and people are even like using resin in their jobs where they're like putting actual like they're carving out tanks and putting actual like objects and stuff in them inside and, like, of it yeah, yeah and like doing crazy stuff like that poison and, like, scorpions and yeah all of that crazy yeah. stuff and it's just limitless of what you can do with it. There's even, um, I know like Ryan Evans over at counts customs in Vegas, he's done actual 3d paint jobs where you can go and touch it and it is 100% 3d. Like you can actually feel different shapes and designs on it. And that, that, um, that must consist of so many layers. Oh huh? yeah. So many layers of paint and you actually start from use like, so whereas usually you would prime something and then base it and start designing it from there. You actually start, um, designing it with the primer then. And then you just kind of, build it up from there from my understanding anyway i haven't done yeah. anything like that but um but yeah just like the the effects of it are absolutely limit limitless so yeah it's it's, it's interesting how how far it's come and, and, oh, and the it's wild to me to even think about though when painting first like old school painters you think of even back in like the lacquer painting days like shit that they were doing with that is astounding like back like when we didn't have the technology that we would do today we didn't have all these like it almost some of those products from back in the day are almost better because they're like more like they didn't have all the laws they didn't have like yeah. you know, all like you can't have this toxic chemical like yeah did which, you like, run into people like old timers that are like back in my days you oh, would open 100%. up a paint can you would die there's so my friend steve died <laughs> it was right? so toxic yep. but it was the best gold color yeah and then like there's like there's people that are like 
man, you can't spray without a mask, like all of that stuff, which definitely don't. I'm not condoning anything. Um, but then there's like these old school painters that were like, I sprayed lacquer without one and I'm perfectly fine. And then there's some that are like, I lost my hand to it. And I'm like, Jesus what? Christ. I'm like, all right, guys. Like, it's I lost fine. my whole family yeah, to like, painting what? with lead paint. Like, what? Literally. There's actually, I was just talking about this yesterday with a friend that there's a lot of, uh, most painters that I know when they get up in their older ages that they have a lot of health problems just because we're around, even today, there, as much as it's been regulated and everything, there's still so much toxic chemicals in everything that we do oh, and we're sure. around every day. And as much as we can take precautions against it, it's just, it's a risk that we take to give you guys an amazing bike. So yeah, but no, no, 100% yeah. appreciate your risk and I'm not going to justify oh, no, 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 don't, anything. No, 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 I, no, no, I, no. I, don't be like, it's like, yeah, I'm risking like, my life for yeah. this. Not at all. Like, no, I'm no, no, like, no, no. I, I was just going to say a statement that I, I read an article recently that they did, um, they, they found, uh, amounts of plastic, microplastic in human blood. Yeah. You know, See, like, and that's the thing, like everything can off. kill you these days. Right. So yeah. it's just... Yeah, my, my, my grandpa, my, my, my grandfather always told me the only requirement to die is to be alive. That's very true. You know, because how many times do you hear about the non-smoker, yep, that get, Olympic yep. runner, raised her family perfect, yep. dies of lung cancer? Yep, you 100%. Know, like it, and then you see the smoker that has been smoking for 50 yeah. plus years and untouched. Yeah. So Eating bacon and right. fucking I always said I'm like, like if like, I'm Rrr. meant to die a certain way, I'm going to die that way no matter if I'm ready for it, if I try it, whatever. Like I'm just, You have to enjoy it. Everything in moderation. 100%. Especially like riding and being a biker because, I mean, we assume that risk every time we get... I mean, you see crazy stuff on the road every day. And every time we get on a bike, we're putting our lives in other people's hands. So just for the love of it. So do you, do you, do you, do you drive and ride? Like, would you say 50, 50? Um, so yeah, I, guess I would at a say 50, 50, yeah. 50, 50, but when you travel more bike. Yeah. I, so I really try to, um, it is 50, 50. Cause there are some times that when I travel that I'm taking so much paint and so much airbrush stuff with me that I just, yeah, you're working. Yeah. I, I figured out a way to take my whole pinstriping kit on my bike. So, um, the whole like cross country trip I did, I was pinstriping the entire time. And like, that's like how I pay for it as I go. So, um, and it's really cool. Cause like you'll be at a gas station and somebody just thinks it's cool to see bikers across country. So I'll start talking to you. And then they see that you're a pinstriper and I'll be like, yeah, I have all my stuff with me. And they're like, oh, well I got this car in my shop let's go paint it and i'm like all right, let's go pinstripe it like all right then we go to the next city and that's even uh, <laughs> like yeah. i have seen some really cool shops i have met some really cool people that i never would have met otherwise if it weren't for even just painting alone like um i went to i did some pinstriping at this place called arizona rod shop in phoenix one day and he has some amazing cars in there and just like crazy stuff and there's just stuff that i never would have seen stories i never would have heard uh, if it weren't for that. And that's also, I feel like where a lot of my inspiration comes from. Cause I hear all these other stories of people going like just crazy stuff of like what they've been through, what they used to do back in the day. Like I have an uncle of mine who well, he's not really an uncle, but he's like a family friend of mine who, um, he rode two up down to Daytona bike week in like the freaking fifties or something like that. Like it was wild. So and they had no roads. Yeah. Or yeah. No, like, and it, no suspension on these, like just crazy bikes. And like, um, just stories like that and it's like well if you can do that then i can do that with this 2012 sportster no doubt oh, like, sure. there ain't no doubt so. yeah i was watching easy rider the other day and i was like oh my god yeah like, dude like they had no idea where the fuck they were going right? peanut tanks right you don't just... have a gps on your phone you you didn't have like and you any had that. neighborhoods that yep. were fucking races yeah like, oh. yeah 100 percent. and that's just like if y'all can do that then we can definitely do that <laughs> like we know their do cell phones and yeah Instagram. right <laughs> And that's the other thing. Like I just, anywhere that I break down or anything, like you have the world in your hands. Like you have, I can 
Google something. I can Google where I'm at, any of that. So I don't know. We have it lucky compared to the old school times, but I still wish I grew up in that time. Yeah, Joe Rogan says it a lot. He says uh, this is the greatest time uh, in the existence of humans to be alive. Like the the amount of shit. Well, if yes, I I, I do because if if you look at forget technology, like cell phones, wow, mm-hmm. computer, wow, screens, like all that stuff, wow, okay, that that we know. But if you just look at medicine, you look at true. just medicine in the last twenty years, it's like wow. If you look at medicine in the last hundred years, I mean, that's very true we, too. Even life, like just life expectancy and stuff right. like that. You know, stuff like that. That is wild. If if uh, if you look at like food 50 years ago and now you know now it's better you know like in the 90s it was you know mcdonald's yeah. and you know are you lactose intolerant who cares that's drink milk yeah milk. that's <laughs> drink very milk. yeah right like you'll, you know you'll grow, out like, yeah, right? grow out of it right it's okay <laughs> yeah, give right? more milk you know the, 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 yeah. i don't know if you remember those times but i you do know. i do, I do. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and i met people they're like i was lactose intolerant i fucking like yeah, my cousin was, and I we didn't do anything. Like she like, just keep drinking. She, yeah, she's being a bitch. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, <laughs> and now it's like <laughs> that's very true. You know, that's so very true. so we are more informed. Yeah, you would think. I don't know who said it, but somebody says that the the problem with mankind is is they didn't have enough information. You know, and oh, once people sense. had enough information, they they would make smarter choices. But then now everybody has access to unlimited information. Yeah. there's a fucking more stupid people yeah. than ever yeah but it's um, weird how that works yeah the, the, there there is something that needs to be corrected but like i said if you just look at medicine yeah no that's very true you know like how they're curing stuff how they're yeah. fixing stuff how they're keeping people living longer it, yeah it's, it's, it's a beautiful uh shit when you know fucking there's a fire the technology of you know before yeah. a house would burn down because yeah. fucking they couldn't build it right and yeah and instantly so so yeah, I, I do think it's one of the greatest times to ever be alive. Um, I can definitely see that. We're point. just aware of like, oh shit, there's still starving people around yeah. the world. We need to help them, you know. But like, that that's that, that was there before. Yeah. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. That's one thing about it is like uh, that we talk about sometimes is that all these problems were always there. We're just we just know about them then because yeah. we we have that ability. Like we we can see what's going on in other countries, whereas before we didn't have TV crews over there. We didn't have technology we didn't have the internet that i can call somebody up in a different continent right now transportation yeah just transportation you know yep. like little little things like that suspension <laughs> yeah right <laughs> wow the tire right. Ooh, like just dumb shit that we're like oh it's okay now i don't know i think it was better back then no it wasn't like people were That's fucking killing true. themselves of of no entertainment no, so, like nothing. Well, I guess people are killing themselves now. <laughs> Actually, you I know what? No, I did not mean to laugh at that. But <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Actually, but you know what? I did bring this up a few podcasts ago. Uh, being raised now, um, you're, you're young. How is it? How was it growing up with social media? And how did it affect you? Because so, the, the bullying I'm talking about, oh, the people man. talking shit. I'm it, glad that we actually, this touches back to my whole like high school thing. So, cause you, you we talked um, about your depression. Yeah. We 100%. That, like, so I didn't, one thing about my parents is they did really a, a good job of, they kept me, um, back in time. Like, cause both my sisters are not significantly older than me. Like I was not planned. They're not significantly older than me, but not <laughs> no, planned. not at all. Mm. Um, but, uh, like my middle sister is four years older than my other sister is six years older. So the, those two are very close then, mm. um, then there's me. But what's what's the age gap of you? Because they're, um, they're four, six. What do you mean? 
Well, they're four years apart. Oh, no, no. I'm f- so I'm four years with Tanya. So Samantha's the oldest. She's two years older than Tanya. And then Tanya's four years older than me. Got it. So yeah. six total. Got, got yeah. it. From the oldest. So um, she, um, my mom did a really good job with just kind of keeping me, like she all raised us the same. Like I didn't get, regardless that I grew up kind of in a different time. Like I was at that kind of turn of the century. So mm-hmm. like, um, felt like all my friends were just getting like this cool cell phones and stuff like that. Like they were still bricks and stuff, but snake. Um, yep. All of that stuff. And then like, uh, when the razor phone came out and stuff, that was, yeah. Right. That was my, that was my kind of time. Um, but my mom did a very good job. I was never, I was never a trendy person. I was never up with like the cool kids. Like I got all the hand-me-downs from my sisters. So, um, I kind of didn't grow up in necessarily the, the same age and era that people my age did. And, um, I just, uh, I did grow up though, like when MySpace was out and all that stuff. And then Facebook was just coming out. Like when I was graduating, well, not, no, I guess it was coming out like when I was. I want to say 2003 or something. Um, so Facebook, when it first came out, it was for like college students only or something. Right. Because I remember my sister was in college in 2007. And, and she, she had the Facebook. Yeah. Because well, you had to have a college email she was telling me about to get it, in, like to get one. And then I don't think I even got a Facebook until I was like in high school. But um, MySpace was a huge thing and stuff. But I dealt with um, a lot of bullying in middle and high school specifically. And a lot of it was, um, just, I mean, obviously really petty stuff. So I was a cheerleader. I, um, and like my mom, whatever we did, we did a hundred percent. Like we put, like, that's what we did. I tried track and field one time and I like quit a week into it. And I never heard the end of it. Cause like my mom's like, you don't quit something. Like once you commit to it, like you're in it full and force. So, um, I like, so I was a cheerleader. She put me in all these different, like just tumbling courses and all this other stuff. And my, both my sisters were cheerleaders. Like it was a family type of thing. Like I grew up doing it. Um, so I made varsity cheerleading as a freshman in high school and it caused a lot of problems for me. Um, a lot of people, like, I don't, I, I assume that's what it was. I don't really know. I, everyone just kind of hated me. <laughs> like, I don't know why, but I got posted about a lot. Um, I got jumped in school a few times. Like that wow. was, yeah, that was pretty fun. Good old like little that, hick real. down Pennsylvania. Yeah. So, um, but it was real. Like you physically oh, 100%. Got like it was just, it was like, what, what, what I, I'm kind of, I don't want to joke about it, but it's like, how did that work out? You were like walking down. Dude, literally, I like, what's up? So bitch? that's like, I was not, like no, one hundred percent. But I was like walking down the school and and like people would say that I said things. So like I was not a partier. I did not. I never got drunk before I was twenty. One time I got drunk one time before I was twenty one. I never was allowed. Like my parents, I don't know if they knew I was a wild child before I even did anything, but they were strict from the start. So I never like. I never got in trouble to, for them to be strict. Like, so I always had a curfew. I, so I was like, I like these people are saying that, like, I, like I got drunk with all these people. I'm like, I don't know. I never said any of this stuff because I don't party. I don't do anything. I'm never at a party because I'm never allowed to go anywhere. I'm not allowed to sleep over anywhere. Like I'm not allowed to do any of this. Um, so it didn't make, like, there was just a bunch of stuff that didn't make sense to me. I was walking down the hallway one day and uh, one of these girls come up to me and she's like, yo, she's like, you're talking shit. And I was like, I'm not dude. And it's like this whole group of them. And like, they just <laughs> all fucking had at it. And I was like, I did not say or do any of this. And then like, I would go to, um, I would go to the kind of like guidance counselor and like, 
they would be like, well, it's just like high school or whatever. Then I would get bullied even more because I went and tried to get help with a guidance counselor. Then like I would tell teachers. Yeah. Then I would tell teachers that this is going on. And then like they wouldn't, they're just like, oh, well, it's just girls being girls. But I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like this is brutal. And it wasn't until, um, like they would like, they, like somebody put jelly in my hair one day. Like there was like, yeah, like, like peanut butter and jelly. (laughs) Like it was just wild. Yeah. At lunch. Like, yes, that was fun. Um, there was a, like just a bunch of crazy stuff. And then um, it wasn't until one day I called my mom from the bathroom, like bawling. And I said, mom, I can't do this anymore. I was like, this is I like, I literally cannot do it. And um, so then she came and picked me up from school and she had, she actually had at it with the school too, because I like, I, I went to multiple teachers about it. I went to the principal about it. I went to everything. And then there was one time that somebody came after me that I actually like defended myself and like I threw a chair at him. <laughs> I can't believe I'm telling this yeah. story again. I didn't think I'd ever relive this, but it's just people like people don't know. Like it's just wild. So, um, she came at me at the cafeteria one time and I like, she was like, you can't, <laughs> I was sitting down eating my lunch, minding my own business. And she's like, you can't sit here. And I was like, yo dude, I just got sick of it. I was like, I'll sit wherever the fuck I want. And, um, she like started, she like threw some food at me. So I picked, I like stood up and I picked up my chair and I threw it across the table at her and I got suspended for that. And so my mom, like, this is like movie <laughs> shit. Yeah, right. Like. No. So my mom joked, she's like, your life could be a reality show. I said, the shittiest part about that statement, mom, I said, is reality shows are scripted. I said, this is just my fucking life. I said, I don't like, I don't. Right. And like, it's irritating because I, I'm a very strong believer in karma. So I try nothing but to put good out in the world. Like that's all I try to do and stuff. And, um, so then, yeah, I was in the principal's office waiting, and then my dad actually came and picked me up that time. And my dad had, like, had a few choice words to stay, say with the school, which I will say that, that that high school, like I said, it's a very small town. It's a very, uh, it's a very racist town. Um, so they're very stuck in, like, old times. Like, um, even today. Right even now. today. Even today. Like, there's just a lot of stuff that is so, like, even... Because like I said, since it is such a small town, people are born and raised and they live their lives there. And it wasn't until I moved to Texas and I started traveling this country that I realized that that is like... Like That's not normal. That's not normal at all. And so um, I had a lot to relearn like when I moved away from it and stuff. And so uh, like just the school itself um, didn't necessarily do anything. There was one or two teachers that would always like be there or whatever. But the school itself was just like, whatever, like you'll get through it is what it is. Like, don't even worry about it. And so... That's when um, I kind of made the decision to do, like we looked into cyber school and all of that. So then my senior year, I actually did cyber school and I did a dual enrollment. I took college classes at the local community college um, at the same time. And then, which didn't amount to anything because I didn't use it. It was like an English (laughs) class that I took (laughs) and then I ended up going to school for cars. So I don't know why. But um, so I have like those college credits for no reason. But um, so I did that and then I just did cyber school uh, my senior year. And, um, then I like, yeah, just went to college and it, it, it definitely, the whole process of it fucked me up for sure. Because like, I still, I never have trusted anybody even with like friends because like, these are all people who are supposed to be your friends. And like, like I said, since it's such a small school, like one person can get everyone to hate you. So like, it just, I didn't fit in well. Even now, um, people like some of my hometown friends are friends with me on Facebook and stuff and Instagram. They see like the tattoos and the piercings that I get and they lose their minds about it. Yeah. And like, it's just a very small minded, <clears throat> small minded mentality there. And, um, well, obviously they, they got, yeah. no, they got nothing 100% else going on in life than no. to be like, Oh my God. And like, 
it just, it, it affected me as far as like, even when I came out here, like just California is an entire different world, it's like a, different a beast. whole new world. And like, um, even like I never had, I never I, was I interested. I would play the right? <laughs> I never had interest in even having friends after that. Like after high school, any of that. Like I never, I never made an effort to be social or any of that. Like just because, like I'm like, why would I? Like why would I do that and like have all this shit happen again? Because I didn't do anything the first time. It was all. It, it gets to a point in my life that I'm like, I wish I did something to deserve all this because like shit, dude. Like I'm just trying to like put good out in the world and that's it. And like. Um, so after that, it, like, it affected everything that I did and I was a loner for a really long time. I still kind of am like, I still like, um, I don't know, like once I got divorced and I was on like on my own, I broke out of my shell a little bit, but then I like the past year I went through some shit again of just life that like, cause then I got divorced and I'm like, that's the worst of it. I went through the worst of life. You know what I mean? I was married young, that's divorced young, all of it, you know, yeah. at the time though, like you're just right. like. That's like, that's the story I, you tell yeah, yourself, right? You're like, that's it. And then like, it's like, life's like, haha. you think that you were going to wish that you were going through a divorce again for yeah. this. Like, so, and then the past year happened again. And, and like, it sounds like a smooth divorce. Yeah, it was, it really like, was like, the, 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 there was no nightmare. battles. There was no court. It was all private. Like it was very smooth. So like, it just, um, that was just also breaking out of that small town mentality though, because that's what people do. You marry your high school sweetheart and you have kids by 21 and you live on this happy life. And that's what everyone was doing. And like, that's what I was on track to do. But I was like, this isn't what I want. I don't want kids. I don't want this whole, I don't want to be a stay at home mom. I don't want to babysit your freaking kids. Like I, I want to go out and live my life and I want to do crazy stuff and I want to do these crazy adventures and want to pinstripe the world 100 so ride and that's when i like realized that like that's not what i wanted and i i just kind of steered differently and then it all made sense of why i never really fit in there at all and like why i never was kind of part of the in crowd of that town at all and it, like i still am not like i'll it's I, funny because i'll go back and people say it's so cool what you do and it's so awesome and like they'll say like oh yeah like I like I we were friends in high school and I'm like no we weren't you jumped me in fucking the whole <laughs> seat you remember that like and there there actually has been one girl um one girl reached out to me uh a couple years ago like two or three years ago and she messaged me and she was like I just want to apologize she's like I put you through some serious shit in high school and she's like you didn't deserve any of that and I was like regardless that this is almost 10 years later I was like thank you for saying that I said because I didn't realize I was holding on to a lot of the shit that like you would do and say. Cause like there, people don't realize that like when you do go through something traumatic like that, regardless that you don't realize that you carry it with you, there was like just certain mentalities and th certain uh, things that I would do in my current friendships that just were because of that, because I'd be afraid of like that yeah. happening again without even realizing it until like she apologized. And I'm like, fuck, like, I didn't realize I was carrying that. Like, it sounds dumb because it's something dumb. It's like, oh, this bitch, like, said something about me in high school. But, like, you don't realize how long you're carrying that with no, you. No, it, so, it, like, it affects it is, people. Yeah, 100. Especially when it's something, like, like, they weren't just saying, like, this girl was, like, they weren't just name calling. Like, it was full on, like. Yeah, full on insults. Yeah, full and on insults. And rumors and stories that were, like, never even true. And, like, I'm even stealing, like, there's certain times that I deal with that now. Like, there's, um, Certain, there was been a hate page maybe made about me on Instagram and it's just like high school. And I even said that I said, I thought I was done dealing with this stuff in high school. Like it's wild to me. And like, uh, it's just stuff that you, I feel like is there's always going to be people like that. And that's like the shittiest part about it. And if what breaks my heart about it is if those people put the same amount of effort in to what makes them happy, they'd be in the same position I am. Mm. Like they'd be loving their life just as much as I do. But 
you're too busy putting all your effort into trying to hate somebody else that you don't have the space to make your life what you want it to be. And this is why you're stuck and this is why you don't outgrow it. And then I'm just a bad person though for saying that. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're not. You're not, you're not no, a bad person. No, but in person. their, in their, in their it's perspective, because, it just because you, you you know their situation. You've grew up in that situation, 100%. And, and, and you were able to escape it and realize, wait a minute, there's a whole fucking world out here. And that brings us it's back to like bad. the whole: we all have the twenty same twenty four hours, and people will get mad at you for using the twenty four hours in a better way. And there, especially, um, it's that whole quote that strangers strangers will clap for you louder than the people that you know, and it's because the people that you know came from the same spot and they're mm. still in the same spot and they're That's just right. mad because they can see that it can be done but they don't want to do the work to get there yeah so yeah, I, I just saw one today and it was like um what should it say it said it said it's easier to create a stranger into a fan mm-hmm. or i'm sorry it's easier to create a stranger into a friend than a friend into a fan or something yeah, like that that's like, probably very true you know. I'd have no doubt about that. No, and, and like, a, don't get me wrong. I haven't like, I've been, I haven't been like pure my whole, like I had definitely like have no, fucked we've up and I have like, shit, there's people out there that will through and through tell you that I fucked them over. But I can honestly sit here so heartedly and say that I did in every single situation that I have ever been in, in my life, I have done my absolute best with consideration of my own feelings and consideration of other people. I was never in a situation where I'm just like, fuck everybody else. And it's only me. Like, so just because of that, like, that's like, I sleep well at night. Like I know that my intentions are, are good every single time that I try to go in there, regardless that it doesn't always turn out that way for whatever situation. Like there's, um, another one that I saw recently was like, you could lose your phone and somebody out there is going to say that they were ignoring your call or that you were ignoring their call. It's yeah. just a different perspective. Like but I, you're I, over I there looking for, you're over there looking for your phone for 24 hours, but they're over there saying that you're ignoring their call. Yeah. So it's just, like I said, I can, I, I have found peace and happiness within myself knowing that I have done my absolute best in the best way in every situation that I have come across in my life. And that's just how I keep living, I guess. No, you have to live like that. But I I, I saw a post and it's like, it's bullshit if you text somebody and they don't respond. That's bullshit because they're on their phone 24-7 looking at social media and that's fucked up. And I'm like, dude, first of all, time out. (laughs) <laughs> like like every dude every person riding a motorcycle <laughs> right. cannot fucking answer their phone no okay? 100 percent. i, I there, there's people with children they give their phone to their children mm-hmm. they don't have their fucking or phone. sometimes i'm just tired of talking to people i gotta talk to I, people all day every day about look, their bikes about their paintwork about everything sometimes I'm, i just don't want to talk to somebody I'm, I'm, I'm not even fucking around i i hit this focus thing i just got that yeah. i just updated my phone and i got i go that. to the gym fitness right now i'm doing podcasts i was gonna change this to podcast but right now i hit the work like yeah there's so many i do a fucking podcast i talk to people for two three hours yeah you didn't answer my fucking comment you're a fucking dick you know you're selfish like what yeah or like customers will get mad at me because like i don't i'll be in the shop for however long and i'm like yeah 100 and i'm like yeah i'm like i'm sorry like especially because like i'll get on my like instagram between flash times but i'm in the booth even if i answered your phone call i can't hear what the hell you're saying anyway so like i'm gonna chill on my phone for a second when i get a chance i'll call you back like simple that's one thing though that um i do disagree with about the whole social media thing is it is definitely made people think that they have access to you all the time yeah 24 7 i have customers 
customers that are texting me at like 11 o'clock, 1130 at night and they expect a response. And I'm like, if this were a shop that had hours, you would not be doing this. If I had a nine to five, you would only be calling me in the hours of nine to five. And if you weren't, you would be leaving a voicemail and I'd be calling you back at 930 the next morning. So you, you might want to consider getting a Google voice. Number. <laughs> right? I, sh- I should. There's so much that I because it's, it's, it's just an app now. You know, you download the app. It's uh, all your messages go there. You log in whenever you want to log in. You get the notification. That's what I should do. And if there's a number you want to block, you just block it. Very easy to do. You have full control. And it's going to be easier, oh, as yeah. especially as you grow. All it is yeah. is an extra app. And yeah. it's a separate phone number. Oh, that's nice, though. Then you can just keep everything separate. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I had my personal information, my phone number and stuff. And, yeah. it, you know, it was like two times where I was getting calls at weird hours. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? That's you know, the thing like, about it. Yeah. You know, and it, it only takes that one asshole or... Right. To fuck it up for everybody. <laughs> yeah, right? 100%. Like, like, I'm going to leave my helmet on my bike, and it's like, uh, it's that one yep. fucking asshole yep. that's going to go and, like, fart in it and throw it behind <laughs> yeah. a tree, and now I have to buy a new helmet. Like, what yep. the fuck, dude? That's yeah. a, it only takes one person. But it's been a wild ride here, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, really. I can't complain, though. I'm super thankful that I've ended up where I am, and I wouldn't trade it for the world, and... I definitely, I used to travel and paint a lot. And then I just, this past weekend went and did a job and I'm finally at it, like living in a place where I don't want to travel from anymore. Like I just want to stay here. You have a home. I do. It's wild. I've, I've been searching for it for a long time. I even texted my roommate when I was away at this job and I texted her, I was like, I'm homesick. And she said, for Pennsylvania? I said, no, for Oceanside. And yeah, she was like, that's weird. I was like, I know. <laughs> She's like, that's weird for you. And I was like, I know it is. Like, this is somebody who, like, I go on the road for months at a time. I don't get homesick. Like, have you, have you met uh, Lucky Dave? Dave? No, I haven't yet. He's right there. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's like, I think he's like right by there, like the industrial section by uh, Ocean. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to. Yeah, just search up a he's shop. A, Lucky Dave. We have a lot of mutual friends. Like, um, He's good friends with a lot of people who I'm good friends with. So we haven't crossed paths quite yet, but I'm sure. I promise you, you're only like 15 minutes away. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, I'm sure we'll cross paths soon. Yeah. So that's cool. Well, we covered a bunch of shit. We <laughs> did cover. Right. Like I mean, you covered my whole life pretty your, your much. Your whole so. life. The deep, dark secrets of my whole yeah. life, too. <laughs> well, that's good. Thank you for sharing. No, of course. Thanks um, for having me up here. I don't know. Any, any word of advice of uh, writing, painting, career, paths, beliefs that you'd want to share with people in the world? I mean, just to just do it and to just do it the best way that you possibly can. I mean, I feel like people, people overthink everything. I feel like people have to have a reason for something. They have to have a justification, like a validation. They have to have something. Um, like the way that I live my life and I think – it's the best way to live. And I, I get that no, like not everybody can live life the same exact way. But, um, as far as like, if what I do inspires you, the way that I live my life is that every day I wake up and I'm like, what do I want to do today? And like, I, I want to, usually I want to paint or ride. And that's pretty much my two things. And I'm like, I have to build a life around that. And that, uh, I solely believe that your passion is in direct, um, correlation, like with your purpose. So I feel like if you find that, then that's the best way to go. So like, just find what you love to do and figure out a way to do it all the fucking time. And, and, and to add to that, you didn't grow up wishing to ride motorcycles and paint. No. It, it just came to you. Like you, you were kind of lost in a sense of oh, like, 100%. I don't want to pay rent and I don't want to do this. And it just came to you. Yep. 
right? 100%. And they're... And that's normal. Yeah. And it's like... See, and that's, and that's the thing. The and path. I used to get discouraged about it, though. Like, because there's all these other painters out there that say, like, oh, yeah, I grew up with my dad in a shop. I was painting cars when I was, like, five. I had a paint gun in my hand. Like, and I do get discouraged about that. Because I'm like, fuck, if I had that fucking no. extra 10 plus years, like, what the fuck could I be doing now? But then I realized, like... Okay, some people have done that, yeah, but they don't they don't devote their whole life to it. Like there's it's just every situation's different, everybody's timeline's different, everyone's timeline is right. That's also I feel like what people get caught up in, especially um, at my current age, like being in your, your late twenties, early thirties, everyone starts to panic about what your life is and what it quote unquote should be. Like you should have this family, you should have all of this, but I I just I don't necessarily believe that. I feel like um I feel like this we were all meant to live like a complete different life. And like, um, I just, yeah, 100%. And just because that's what you should be doing doesn't like, isn't what it is. And whenever I'm unhappy or whenever I'm like in, in like a weird funk or a weird situation, because I do get in them 100% as much as I love my life, I can sit here and say, that I love my life, but still be like, cause that's, and that's where I learned that depression is like an actual like medical thing. Cause for a while I was like, it's just, it's just my state of mind type of thing. But then I can sit here and love my life and absolutely be obsessed with every single thing about it. And there are certain thoughts that I have that I should not fucking have. So like, I just, I, when I ever, I do get in those funks and like, I, I just sit here and I'm like, what, if I could do anything in the world right now, what it would be. Like if, if, if that's go eat at this certain restaurant, if that's fucking fly to Europe, if that's get on my bike and ride up PCH a little bit, if I could do anything in the world right now, what, what would it be? And then I just go and do that. I figure out a way to make it happen. And that way, if it's fly to Europe and I, and I don't have money to, I'll go do a job to make, like to make it happen. And that's just, yeah, there we go. Timing is impeccable (laughs) right there. That was beautiful. Fuck yeah. Just the Nike thing. Just do it. Literally. Just do it. That's all it is. So um, for a long time. Stop making the fucking excuses. 100%. For a long time, my my whole saying was to say yes and figure figure out the rest later. Like, so I don't care. Like the whole cross country trip. I was like, yep, let's do it. I'll figure out the logistics of it when the time comes. Like. The so bottom line is I want to do it. You challenge know? for the listeners. This week, say yes to everything. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's, know do you know that, that movie? It's called Yes, yes Man. With, with yeah, Jim Carrey. Yeah. Yeah. And he says yes to everything and his whole life transforms. And like some of it's crazy stuff, but you got a good fucking story. That's for damn sure. So Yeah, I, I, I've, I've, I've had this conversation before on the on the podcast, but it's, 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 it's amazing how there is a, a system uh, in the U.S., uh, the school system, the parent system, how your mind is like, don't do that, don't do that. No, 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 you can't go here, you mm-hmm. can't go there. We're so fucking like, Ugh. yep, you're in a cage. And you're in a cage, and and it and and you really see it when foreigners come to this country and they land here with nothing mm-hmm. and they start businesses, acting careers. Like we've heard the stories a million times, and it's like, well, well. You can do this. Yeah. You can do that. Why aren't you doing it? Yeah. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yep. Like, there's money, and you could just apply, and and you, what? Yep. You can get credit and do, and and we're like, no, no, you, but that's not right. You shouldn't. <gasps> no, 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 yep. no, no. And 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 it's 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 a fucking system controlling 100%. us and brainwashing us. There's, so there's also uh, the movie Lucy. I love. I yeah, take I that. Love Lucy. I take that whole kind of um, regardless that. There was I love drug but regardless that there was like um 
like the whole reason that you accessed a hundred percent of your brain or whatever is, yeah. is through that drug or whatever. But I, I take that same, same concept kind of the same way. So like if I stayed in that small town and had that small town men- mentality, then I'm only accessing that 5% of my potential or that 10% of my potential. But if mm. I go out there and I accept and I'm open to everything that this universe has to offer and this world has to offer, then like my potential is limitless. Like yeah. we were just talking about. So landmark has a statement. It's, 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 it's deep, but but it's so simple. It's like, you know what you don't know. Okay? I can't fly a plane. I can't do this. I can't do that. There's no way. Like, you know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. But you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> like, trippy. there's a whole <laughs> no, fucking trippy. thing of That's things that true. you don't even know you don't or know. Or like the whole, the more you learn, the more you don't know. Right. <laughs> that whole thing, like right. that, that definitely was very clear to me at first because i was like damn i'm just gonna shoot them out there two heads are better than one no. <laughs> right you want to keep going like shit yeah. oh yeah i got it's them like all a, day it's like a battle. <laughs> right? my, my my favorite one is uh the older you get the better you were yeah that's true you know? back that's in true. my day yeah, i used right? to walk to school and yeah. i'd carry my parents and like what right <laughs> i used to carry my horse to school because he couldn't yeah, walk all the time right? like what the fuck uphill both ways <laughs> Anyways, uh, okay, so we'll end it on. Look, we did two hours. We'll end it on. Where can we find you? Uh, just also oh. for the listeners, it's on the screen. I'm going to put it on the post. Uh, but just 13th Street or third, oh, 13th Street Customs. Man, see, Ooh. I've been in years of saying that. So 13th Street Customs. On Instagram. Um, yep, on Instagram. Are you on Twitter, Facebook? Nope. 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 So I have a personal Facebook, but business-wise, it's just 13th Street Customs on Instagram. So That's absolutely. fucking awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. You've been me. awesome. Thank yeah, you for coming. Been. You've been awesome. This has been super fun. So. Yeah. No, it's been very fun. Going to the deep, dark depths of dark. my soul. <laughs> <laughs> Till but next time, I will be following up with you. Awesome. Uh, I, I would dope. love to have you a yeah. few episodes down. Yeah, and, for uh, sure. That's Yeah, because I always do crazy new stuff. So I got I have a project coming up tomorrow, actually, that I'm not talking about yet, but I will talk about it, obviously, once I post it. But that one be that, that's going to be a super cool one, and I think it's going to going to be a good turning point to my career so i i I think i think uh what what i like about the podcast that i've been seeing it because now it's getting to the point where you know like this is episode 71 i'm touching bases with people that i spoke to before Mm -hmm. and it's it's good little checkup to see 100 but it's also cool to see like Again, so I'm coming on this podcast with where I'm at in life and people see that and that might be an inspiration. But then in a couple of months, when you see what I can do with that couple of months, like that's that's where it comes from. Like, it's beautiful. Yeah. And even so, like like the girl that was messaging me the other day, she's like, oh, it's so cool where you're at and stuff. But she had no idea where I came from and to know where I came from in just six or seven short years ago. Like that's, that's where I get motivation from other people. Cause I'm like, if you could do that, cause I know that like, I had a really good upbringing. Like I didn't have, there's plenty of other people that have a way harder struggle than I did. Like people are looking at me like, oh, there's this, always. this bitch got bullied. Like that's the last, like that's the yeah. least <laughs> of my, yeah. Right. So but like well, that and like, it, it's just like, I, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's about what you do with it. I guess like it's just, yeah. Uh, you, you, first of all. You, you just can't compare yourself. Yeah, you that's can't. True, you true. can't. There, there's always somebody bigger, stronger, uh, smarter. There's always somebody that went through worse. Like yeah. that, that. That's not even the point. One hundred percent. If somebody's like, "Oh yeah," no, for stop, stop. We're not talking about that. You weren't <laughs> in that situation. Yeah. You don't know how it affected. You don't know what the mindset is. Uh, there's a, there's an expression that says, "If you were born 
and raised the same way that person was, you would do exactly the same thing that they do. That's true. Because people are like, if that was me, I wouldn't do that. No, motherfucker. You would yeah. do the exact same thing. 100%. That's what they know. Yep. So, you know, that, that that's not the point. The yeah. point is you went through a struggle. It's a big deal. Um, and, and across the board, it's a big deal because now we're seeing more and more people talking about how young girls, I was come, one of the reasons I want to talk to you, it's, this is the first time in history where girl, 13, 14 year old girls are putting themselves out there for thousands of people to judge them. That's very true. So, um, I always get, when it comes to the whole female subject, I, I walk a very fine line and I'm very just... I don't want to say weird about it, but here's my thing. I'm very, um, I, I never ever in my life want my gender to be the reason I got somewhere. Like I don't want, I do not want an opportunity to be presented it presented to me when another artist deserves that more because they're better than me, but it's only getting presented to me because I'm a female. That is the last thing that I want. And I also never want, because I've had people that have not wanted me to paint their bikes specifically because I'm a female. So there are certain situations that like, like there are like these all female things that I get. They're supposed to be in support of females and they're supposed to be to make it more comfortable for females to come into the industry and all of that. But I don't like, and I'm also, I'm, I'm not big on necessarily feminism. I'm big on equality. And I think they're two different things. So I wouldn't want me being segregated, me being separated because of my gender. So I'm not going to do the same to males. So regardless that I get that that event or that, that group is supposed to be a safe place for females and a female only thing. I I get weird about it because like, you're still now doing exactly what you don't want to be done. Whereas if I can create an inspiration and a safe place for you in this industry where it is actually in this industry with the other men and with, with just people in general, then I would rather that because I don't want gender to be a thing at all. Like I want to be just a painter or just a writer. Like why does it have to be? I want to be judged for what I do. 100%. Why does it have to be a female painter or a female writer? Like why does female have to be in front of it? But I will say, um, and I used to be solely, solely like, don't even like, I'm not, I'm against like anything like anything female at all. Like you just, I'm a painter and that's it. Like, um, but then I was at a motorcycle show, uh, t- at Texas motor speedway a couple years ago. And I was just sitting on a bike, like just messing around. Like it was one of my friends bike. I was riding it around the show. Then I was just sitting there talking to him and I saw this like 13, 14 year old girl. And she was like staring at me. And like my friend, uh, Melissa was standing right there. And, uh, so Scott Holbrook's actually Simpson motorcycle helmets. It was his girlfriend. She was standing right there, Melissa. And we were um, just sitting there talking and like, we both saw her and Melissa was like, she looked at her and she's like, do you want to sit on this bike? And the little girl was like, no. And her dad was standing there and her dad was like, yeah, she does. And so like, she came over and like sat on the bike and like, you can see it. Like she just like totally lit up. And I said, that girl's going to, going to ride one day. There's no doubt about it. And so then it was that moment that I realized I was like, if that was two dudes standing over there, she would have never gone over there. Like she, so then that's when, that's when like, I kind of like switched to like, I, I saw it firsthand and I saw like the mentality of like how it is important to inspire them. Cause there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people that a lot of women that don't think that they can do it just because it's a man's industry. And like, I'm kind of like, I was never brought up that way. I was brought up in a way that if you want to do it, you can fucking do it. It doesn't matter if it's a, a man's world or like, I was never condoned or conditioned to, um, a man's world versus a female's world. Right. Like Stay my, home both cook. my parents worked, both my parents had full-time jobs. They both like did whatever they needed to be done. So like 
they were never like, oh, like women don't do that. Girls don't do that. Like none of that. So it, I never, I never had that female person that I was like, oh my God, like this female is an inspiration to me. Like I just did it cause I wanted to do it. So that's, I had a hard time wrapping my head around. I'm like, you don't need a female inspiration. Just do it if you want to do it. But then at that moment, that's when I was like, some but, of these people do need that. Yeah. Pe- people do need inspiration 100%. because, because there, there is, there is a system back to what we were saying. If you were raised the way that person was, you would do the same thing. And I remember writing 20 something years ago and, and I, and I wrote with some older guys uh, back then, and and I remember they would see a woman rider, you know, in fifteen twenty years ago. That yeah. was like fucking not not as normal. Yeah, one hundred percent. And and these guys would get mad. They'd be like, a, a woman shouldn't, you know, ride a motorcycle. I'm not playing with Barbies. Yeah. Why are they riding bikes? You know, and it's like, well, I've seen some women riders that ride better than you guys. You're right, that's <laughs> the truth. You man. know, like, dude. But yeah. now, but it's really changed. But the point is, even though that it's changed now people still limit themselves and if you don't have that inspiration and and reach out thing is 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 the industry yes there is a lot more women involved in it now both motorcycle painting all of that but there has always been women in the industry you look back at world war ii who was who was carrying the country back when all everyone was out of course yeah so and and that's what that's what created independent jobs for women that's what it's 100 it's just the fact that again we have social media that we have that platform to be public about it and to show people that like it's not that we're it's not that more and more women are getting into this industry. It's just that more and more women are now being recognized in this industry because we've always been being there. Recognized, yeah, yeah, we've always been there. We've always been doing the work, but now it's just finally we're we're becoming like known in this industry. We're not being necessarily hidden anymore. We're not just the secretaries. We're not just any of that. Like, so no, no cool. I, I, it's definitely cool. I'm gonna see if I can find. Do you know Andrew Schultz? Yeah, he's fucking hilarious. Did you see the one he did about uh, women's rights? No. Let's see I'm if intrigued, I though. Okay, let's see. One second. Dead air. Mm-mm-mm. Please hold. Okay, per- let's see. I think. For all we know, he could have shot the subway. We don't know. I, I like how I have everything hooked up, but I don't use it. That's so nifty. I know I should be using this stuff more often, but he didn't. Married people. I know this is bad. Dead air. That's okay. Here, I'll put the theme song for my podcast. Yeah. Welcome back to the Ride Boundless Podcast. Oh, this commercial break. Commercial. Yeah, there's always that. Oh yeah. I feel like I'm forcing it. You're going to find it as soon as we're done this. I know. No, as soon as you leave and... Yep. Fuck, man. It was there the whole time. Is it this? It's in Egypt. They're like, oh my God. I just have one question. What's up, everyone? That's why you need to have... No. That's why you need to have some of those. I'm going to quit it. I do like all the... Yeah. No, but oh. that is nice. That's very, like, convenient that you can just, like... Everything's connected like that. Like, even how you changed that in the beginning. Like, you just did it on your phone, and all of a sudden, it just appeared on there. Is that, like, a TV? Or, like, what is that? Yeah. So, th- this is a, a Samsung TV. It's called the Frame. And, and you can actually buy frames for it. Okay. And it hides it. And then it looks like a fucking poster. Like, Okay. Period. That's what I was confused about. Yeah. So, I was like, it looks like a poster. Yeah. And, and then it has, like, a thousand sensors. So, it, 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 it replicates the lighting in here. So that's why it looks so dull and matte. And that's why if you look at like a regular picture, it doesn't look far off. And the more shit you put around it, the fucking more it camouflages in. It's pretty fucking outstanding. 
That's so, wild. Yeah, because otherwise, the only way I was able to do this is if I had like my laptop open, I had to mirror it, and then it was like fully bright, and then yeah. it fuck with the camera lightness. On yeah, it was like a whole. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to make it myself. No, yes, I got to use this more. So great. <laughs> thank you once again. No, thank you. I, I really appreciate it. I had a great time. So so did I. I, I, I swear, I, it, this this time did fly by. Oh, 100. I very rarely can talk for two hours straight, <laughs> especially about myself. I so. know you, you just spent <laughs> like, two hours like I don't like talking to anybody. <laughs> I don't like telling anybody my fucking I'm, story. I'm and never, then to I'm myself, like, and it's me, 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 me. And it's like, yo, yo, hey, right? Like, you want to shut up now? There's a limit. I'm kidding. No, it's totally fine. It's been awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs>